and welcome to the next MCU movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's with me tonight? Uh, two seals fighting over a grate, Michael K. Hughes. <laughs> and Bill, I'm not very good at Russian accent, Tucker. <laughs> that was good. I had nothing. Right, it's not bad. Yeah. To say. Fair enough. I think I might have mentioned this in one of the other episodes, but I actually, as I'm warrior watching, I'm like, I could, I could say this at the beginning. That'd be funny. I, I, so the takeaways, takeaways. I think I'm hilarious. So there you go. That's that's fine. <laughs> Everyone has one fan themselves. Usually, so. <laughs> I got my wife, so that's always good. There you go. <laughs> and the movie that we're going to be talking about this time is we're going to be talking about Iron Man Two, the third MCU movie that technically takes place. Before Hulk. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But it does. Yeah. Further yeah. credence that Hulk wasn't meant to be in the MCU and it was just kind of tacked on. It wasn't. Well, actually, Hulk takes place the same week as Iron Man 2, but the after credit scene in Hulk takes place after Iron Man 2. Yeah. Weird. And Captain America, also part of Captain America, happens the same week. Like, there's a scene where uh, Nick Fury says, I have to go do something. He's going to the Captain America movie. And then when Phil Collins says, I have to go to New Mexico, he's going to the Thor movie. Thor. All happens <laughs> during this movie. It was a busy week. I uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. I, yeah, it's just weird. But <laughs> so, I, I, Bill, is this your first time seeing this movie? No, I've seen it okay. a few times now. Yeah. So I, I saw it on my antiquated uh, Blu-ray player, as I've mentioned before. There was a period of time when this these were first coming out where I bought all of them. So there's going to be a, a good stretch of time where I don't have to uh, subscribe to Disney Plus. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> no. Just, I like Disney Plus, but at the time of this recording in April... It's not. I still had multiple times watching Iron Man 2. I had to stop the movie, back out of the movie, and go back into the movie because it just it just wouldn't cooperate. That's wild. See, I didn't have any issue. I was watching on PS4, and it just it ran Damn. just fine. Really? Huh. My internet. That could be. My internet's been acting up lately, so it could be that. But it's happened on my phone, too, when I've been on Wi-Fi and other places. So I, even when I freaking Disney Plus, I can download an episode of a show. Like, okay, I should be fine. Nope, it won't even load at all. They're like, nah, we're not going to let you watch that. We, you oh, know, we know you downloaded it, but you're not going to watch that. Weird. <laughs> Plus has some issues. That's it. We're not here to talk about Disney Plus, but no. (laughs) This was a sequel to 2008 Iron Man that came out in 2010, April. I had seen this in theaters and I vaguely remembered it. And I saw it about a year or two ago. I went, it was on Netflix for a little while and I watched it. And my opinion was higher that time than it was this most recent watch. Even I still like this movie. Yeah. It's, It's a. It's strange because it starts off with, you know, uh, you know, as a direct sequel to the last Iron Man where, you know, he's, you know, growing his company. He's, you know, you have headlines. He's this big star. And I want to say, doesn't it start off with the guy in Russia watching the watching the news? Yeah, the the press conference from the end of the first movie. Yeah, if we're jumping right into it, um, I mean, if we're going to do generalities first, it's I I don't like this as much as you guys. Um, I. If I had to give it a rating, I'd say around around seven, depending on my mood. It's a very slight movie, like we kind of talked about in the the virtual green room. It's (laughs) it's it's a slight movie and it's minor and it's a hard to follow up the original Iron Man, which is that big origin story. This movie has the Matrix problem where the first Matrix is phenomenal, groundbreaking. We haven't quite seen anything like it. So how could the second or the third possibly stand up? And the same thing here. The first Iron Man changed how we kind of saw superhero movies at least marvel um i don't remember when the bat the uh, nolan batman movies were out 
was it around the same time? Yeah, I think or earlier. Four. Was it earlier? Yeah, I was still with my ex girlfriend at the time uh, when I saw Dark Knight. It was before my son was born, so it would have been like at least oh six. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. Because those yeah. movies changed how we saw superhero movies, at least in the DC world and the Batman world. Marvel was, was still kind of silly at that point and not great. And Iron right. Man, of course, changed that because Iron Man, the first one, is phenomenal. It's great, as as we learned two, <laughs> two shows ago. 2005, 2008, and 2012 for Dark Knight. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, so that kind of sea change had already started to happen. And Iron Man was the cha- sea change for the Marvel movies. So I, I, it's hard to follow up that with, with something that is slight minor two hours. I was like, this movie is only two hours. This is kind of crazy considering all the Marvel Marvel movies nowadays are two and a half minimum. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> yeah. So generalities, I don't think I like this as much as you, but we'll go through it as you talk about it. And, and yeah, it opens with, with dad, Ivan's dad, you know, passing away uh, and his final Anton. vision. Anton, sorry. Anton, is that Mickey Rourke? I think it's Ivan. Ivan is the father. Oh, is it? Well, then I wrote all my notes wrong. I, I think it's the other one. Anton. notes. Anton's the father. Ivan's. Oh, uh, yeah. No, okay, he's okay. right. I can't read. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, Anton watching his, his dying, dying glances, Tony Stark being uh, Tony Stark and proclaiming he's Iron Man. Also, for those that don't know, including me, until I just read this about five seconds ago um anton vanko is a is a name of the original crimson dynamo which is definitely not this character in this movie <laughs> for those that don't know crimson dynamo is a russian version of iron man essentially it has the same right. type of suit but it's all red and bigger which they didn't go nowhere in this movie but they use okay. the same last name I mean, well, kind of he kind of has a bit more of bulk on him in the last yeah, fight, which yeah, yeah, it's not it's not Crimson Dynamo. It's it's a combination of Whiplash, but it's not Whiplash at the same time. This is when they didn't really <laughs> like care. They're like, we're gonna take a name, we'll make something. We don't. They weren't trying to actually be true to the character yet for villains. They just like Abomination. You know, looked like a freaking body horror monster, not <laughs> looked like a, a giant ogre. Like it, they just didn't care. Yet. <laughs> So. Yeah, I again, I, I don't know anything about the comics. So for me, there's that continuity doesn't really matter for me. But yeah, I, 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 I does it does. And we'll, again, we'll get to Ivan. But does Ivan ever have like a villain name? I don't think so. I was just thinking that when Mike was talking about that, they never like name drop. They do it for War Machine later on. But no, Ivan never gets anything. He technically is a cop is Whiplash and Crimson Dynamo combined. Whiplash is a is a character who looks like a regular guy with a green uh, ponytail. I want to say it's green. But he has a ponytail and looks really stupid as hell. And he has two whips that are electrified. And that's OK. All right. I was just curious about it because no one ever refers to him other than an Ivan or Mickey Rourke. Yeah, because it just they didn't really know what they were doing. I mean, they were still like, I don't think they were ready yet to go that route of calling villains by their name. Like, even when I've been watching Smallville, which I've been doing this time, unfortunately, they still don't like to say the villain's name. They'll find a way like, oh, man, that guy's like a doomsday or, you know, they got to get that far. But just to give you an example, <laughs> they come up with a dumb way to say something. Like, oh, you're an Aquaman, aren't you? <laughs> like, oh, it's, you're, it's, you're an abomination. That exactly. Was, yeah, I was just you're an abomination. The same. It was just that it was that thing in the early 2000s. And it took a while to really get away from be like, no, we're just going to call him by the character's name. Like in Flash, they did it really well in the Flash show. They're like, oh, we'll call him Captain Cold. That's great. Oh, yeah. Like they they buy we're into just, it. We're here. Cisco nicknames all the villains. Yeah. Yeah. Here they weren't. They weren't ready yet. 
So there's there's my thing. It gets better in later movies. Like I want to say Black Panther, they do a good job of saying, yeah, he's Killmonger. Like they don't even fuck around anymore. But we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, did you have any initial thoughts about this movie? Do you want to say? Uh, I just remember liking it. Like I'm sure I saw it in theaters, but that's been so damn long ago now. I don't remember anything about it from then. It's just I know that people hate it and I like it more than they like it. And that's that's about it. <laughs> It's like we, like we kind of too. talked about, yeah, we talked about just before we started recording. It's like you either like this movie or you like three or you hate both of them. There's not really anyone that likes all the Iron Man movies equally. No, <laughs> well, I think that's an, I think that's an impossibility. I can't imagine. True. Again, like I said, I don't hate this movie. I don't. It's just not great. It's fine. And, you know, it's it's kind of a it's a it's a shrug in yeah. my opinion. But there's some yeah. really good parts of it and there's some really horrendous parts and we'll we'll get through it. <laughs> There are definitely, I mean, even like the beginning, I think it's just cool how they, they do open up with the Russia thing. They don't really tell you what's going on, but they show, they show his father dying. They show him building the arc reactor inside a little like Russian apartment. I mean, and I even, I could buy the part where it takes him six months in order to get the tickets to get to Monaco, to get everything, to go kill Stark and to build his equipment. I buy this a lot more than 31 days for <laughs> Bruce Banner to get from wherever the fuck he was in like Brazil to America I buy this a lot more. Like I was okay. I'm like, okay, you gave it enough time. You gave him the resources you show. You didn't just show. Oh, I look, I put my hand out. They put a penny in my palm. All right. I'm going to America. I, I, I actually had in my it. notes that that was going to come up at some point. <laughs> I, we I hated that part. <laughs> it bothered me so much. <laughs> I like that movie. I just really, I don't know. I just, I like having more means of showing the character growing. Well, yeah. something. I, I want some explanation for a simple thing. Like, Hulk just had so many issues. Like, I, I, since we recorded the episode, I've been thinking about it more. Like the part where he just walks off the bridge and nobody quit, and he, all of a sudden he's at the college. I'm like, <laughs> oh god, I'm so glad Paramount yeah. was kicked out after this. Yeah, I think it's. I think the with the with the reveal of of uh, Ivan, it, the, my big problem with it is that it's Thanks. such a quick. <laughs> sorry, no, no, it's okay. I was sorry. ranting. I, I was ranting. Please go take hey, it. Listen, man, we're we're all we're all captains of the ship, so if I. <laughs> Don't mind if I kind of steer us back on the, the critical path. Um, oh, I'm thankful, Ashley. I need somebody to. <laughs> I've always on old, on old shows. You can cut this out. But on old shows I've done, I've, I've always been the captain, the steer over the ship. Like, just bring us back to the bring us back on 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 track to a certain extent. But I'm a big fan of rants as well. So That's especially if it's on, rants about stupid timelines, about yeah, about, about Hulk and its dumb timelines. So, yeah, with when it comes to Anton, my. I, I don't particularly love the reveal of, uh, of Ivan. Um, like you said, Anton staring at the TV, his final glances, Tony Stark being better than him. It's very forced. It's a forced and it's unearned. And that's kind of what I wrote in my notes was this is an unearned motivation. His motivation is kind of ham handed. He's his dad is dying. is telling him a reminder. We were screwed over by the Starks. You can be better than him. You could be that guy. Clearly, you can't. <laughs> as we'll learn later, as, as we'll learn later, not that good, <laughs> not as good. That's just an unearned. It's just kind of an unearned motivation, um, and his his anger scream is just oh, it's it's great. It's so cringe. It's so <laughs> cringy. I, director said John Favreau says so. Do a Russian scream. Mickey Work goes. All right, <laughs> here we go. 
He, he sounds like like a minion in an '80s action movie dying, yes, like that's falling right. off the <laughs> falling off a boat from an explosion. Something out of Commando. Someone just gets oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> thrown into a wall. I do like it's, the parallels of Ivan making his arc reactor to Tony in the cave making yeah. it. It's a lot of similar cool. shots. And it almost makes you think they could have been they could have been similar, but the motivations were different. And that's why Ivan kind of went down the wrong path. And there you can see those parallels, right? Like, you know, Ivan is now trying to make good by his, you know, continue his father's legacy. Um, Tony Stark is trying to live up to it with a mental feeling of I can never live up to this, which causes that kind of internal conflict, which is good. I'm, I'm into that. You know, I'm into those parallels, but there's they just don't line up in in the visual telling of the story and in the actual telling of the story so but yeah it's uh it's it's decent but it's not earned that's kind of where I, I landed on that reveal and his motivation yeah there's a lot of legacy themed in this movie I th- yeah i have it in my notes several times mm-hmm. oh this i didn't know but i'm looking up stuff as we're talking apparently the guy who gives him that gives whiplash the documentation to leave russia is part of the 10 rings terrorist group oh well and it doesn't never would have known that, okay. that. At w- any point in this movie, does it say it? But apparently, the I'm looking at a wiki right now, and it says that's who it was that was giving him the thing. But there is no reference at all anywhere in this movie yeah. that would let your regular viewer know. Maybe there's something that we missed. But I've watched this movie multiple times. I never knew that until I'm looking up stuff. So it was yeah. not a obvious. Yeah, I never would have guessed that one. Huh. Okay. He looked nefarious. I don't. I don't know. He, mm-hmm. he looked like a a person with means. He's yeah. a friend of all places. Yeah, exactly. I just, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to sing a song right now, but yeah, well, oh, please do, please do. <laughs> Tony tells him later, he's like, "You look like you have friends in low places." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how you got there. Well, again, we'll get to how Ivan actually gets to the pit crew. It didn't I'm look like that kind of invite. You know, when you have friends in low places, the whiskey drowns and the beer chases. The true. Yeah, away. true, true. It makes me like the, it may, you know, now that I know it was 10 rings that were helping him leave Russia, I like this movie a little bit more. All of a sudden it just raised up. I'm like, okay, that makes a little more sense for that beginning part. Yeah. They hated him. So I'm, 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 I buy into it a little more. I, I'm not sure how I feel about the whole expo thing. Like, I understand that it's Tony trying to live up to his father's legacy and he's trying to do like this year long Stark expo. I mean, that was interesting. Like, I mean, the whole idea to, you know, learn more new technology and make America better, greater. I mean, it was a cool idea. I just like all like when you have they start with I want to say an ACDC song that starts this movie out. Yeah. Yeah. Which. I guess in this time zone, like in the 2010s, like ACDC was big for some reason, even they weren't really around anymore, I want to say. I mean, so, no, I mean, it's it's just a classic song that people recognize and fits the the mood of Tony Stark jumping yeah. out of an airplane and doing Tony Stark stuff. I I didn't read too much into that. OK, I, I just, the, ex, the expo for me is just an extension of his ego. Actually, yeah. I didn't I didn't catch for me. It wasn't like oh him trying to live up to his dad because we haven't really been introduced to his father yet, like as a I'm character. Adding- yeah, at all. <laughs> so I say it again. Sorry. I'm probably adding stuff from other movies into that. But no, you, your, your opinion is better uh, is more correct on this because you're seeing it from more of, you know, not have seen all the movies like I have. Multiple. Yeah. And I'm looking at it from a, just a film as it is. And again, I haven't seen three. So but I do know Stark's dad is definitely a theme um, throughout, especially, of course, in Captain America. But yeah. it's uh, for me, it was just him showing off. And for me just showing off and showing that he is not grown 
there's no growth between um, Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2, which is fine. I, I don't mind that so much. It's just him kind of stoking his ego under this kind of trapping of, hey, let's get the greatest minds in the world together and we're going to do amazing things and benefit humanity. Yeah, fine. But it's still kind of stoking your ego, landing in, fu- landing in front of a bunch of, you know, Iron Man cheerleaders with, with blasters on their feet and hands <laughs> and in this big kind of like rock rocks, you know, concert, basically. So, eh, yeah, I, I, I like it fine. I like it fine as a backdrop, as a setting, as an excuse to kind of set some of these things in motion. I mean, but- it plays the biggest plot of the whole movie like everything revolves around this yeah. expo which yeah. and they make it work and i mean this is also only six months after the original what happened in the first iron man movie which i thought right. you think they give it more time but i guess at first they didn't know how far i mean all these movies take place very close together which i felt which changes later because later on all the movies are like years apart most of them are yeah i think they try to keep into like the timeline of when the films are released instead of within the continuity or whatever yeah i took the the expo is kind of his the first uh the first part of the overarching theme we'll see of him trying to leave the world a better place since he thinks he's dying from this toxicity level that the palladium's giving him from the arc reactor so he's trying to start the expo to get all the greatest minds together as he said try to leave the world a better place than he uh you know whatever (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, and, and that's good. And, and it also kind of frames its two sides of Tony very, very well illustrated. A is hubris, the person he is trying to show everyone he is, right? His ego, he, this is the guy I am. And then he goes behind the curtain, checks his blood, and he's got a toxicity meter, which tells me as the viewer, there's a toxicity problem. Because why right. would you have this meter if you don't have a problem? <laughs> so you have two sides right away. You have your side of, you know, badass, look at me, I'm Iron Man. And the other side, there's an issue and I got some frailty. And that's good. And that's a great, that's a good device to kind of, again, not, I don't know, say Superman, a character, because I know people love Superman. I never understood Superman. I don't want to understand Superman. I'm tired of people telling me Superman is great, even though he is a super person who cannot be harmed by anything except the MacGuffin. I get it. I understand. But I don't I don't want I don't want to grow with that. I don't I don't care. Sorry, that was my little rant. But I, I agree with you. So. I, I, I okay. However, sorry, I just got lost track because I've had people send me articles about this and I'm like Great. You're talking about like the toxicity. I the only my yes, issue with you. the toxicity is how fast it goes from like when you first see it, it's at 24%. So six months he's been doing this, he's at 24%. Okay, makes sense. I can buy that. But it doesn't take long throughout this movie, which has to be less than a week taking place. He's at like yeah. what 70, 80, 90%. Like that kind of irritated me how fast it grows throughout this movie. Like it it should have it should have been slower, not as it goes way too fast. But I guess that's yeah. them rushing to what is what they're trying to get to which is him not focusing maybe they're trying to convey that that much time has passed but i don't know what it's supposed to mean to the average viewer i didn't like well, it for me I, I for me i i kind of the way i read it was he's been maintaining this all a while like everything he's been doing it's kind of like a diabetic obviously it's a finger yeah. prick <laughs> right he's been he's been maintaining his condition through his green goop and his juice and through, um, you know, replacing the palladium cores when they burn out. But now it's really accelerating. And I can see how a disease, especially during our current situation, <laughs> guys, we're recording this in the middle of the COVID uh, thing. So maybe I'm a April little more sensitive. Yeah, April 2020, guys or gals. But uh, we are, I can see that being like a bell curve 
like at a certain point it accelerates and you're like, okay, things are not working anymore because maybe his body's getting used to it. It's just not being effective. And that kind of arcing kind of that bell curve where it's just going to escalate further faster. It's okay. I'm okay with that. But I can see what you're saying. It's like, really, you've been, everything's been good. And all of a sudden, poof, it, it just in time for this Russian maniac to come and start swinging energy swords at you. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. You're, I totally get it as a device, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of hand wave that. You've made it explain more now where I'm a little more okay with it. Now you were talking about with like the whole <laughs> curve idea. You, you made you, you kind of got me more onto it. Okay. Yeah, illness, illness does that sometimes, right? You, everything's cool until it's not. And then things happen rather quickly. Like January 2020, everything was kind of cool. And then February, <laughs> it was cool. Then March, it wasn't cool anymore. Yeah, no, it's, it's not good. Now, my wife is downstairs. <laughs> we're we're making, she's handcrafting masks. Because You know what? I got to go to the store tomorrow. And eh, hey, listen, yeah. I'm messing around. So. Uh, we should say, we'll just say it's April 4th, 2020. That we're recording this just because yes. who knows what the hell's going to happen. And by the time I release <laughs> Yeah, right. Dude. Exactly. The internet so can explode. So I'm just going to get that out there. Or May. I think this is, yeah, this is May. Okay. Uh, okay. You, you, you sold me more on the toxicity part. I mean, the, the cheerleader thing was a little overdone. Like, I'm like, okay, it works. It fits Tony. But I was like, eh. I mean, when I was yeah. younger, I thought it was cooler than I, 20, 20 something year old Mike thought it was much cooler than 32 year old Mike thought. But <laughs> I know, do hope so. It was cool. cool. That's called growth. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that's called personal growth. It's, it's a good thing. Uh, I do like the gauntlets, though. I mean, the gauntlets are cool. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. wouldn't mind a pair. <laughs> but the expo is just just weird. But it, I mean, it it does set so much of what's going to happen. And I like this is the first time you do see um, Howard Stark. One of the two different. Well, I think it's your two or three different actors to play Howard Stark. But I want to say it's three out of everything. Really? I could be wrong. Yeah, it might I mean, only be two. I'm sure it's not the same guy in Captain America when he's yeah. meant to be young. No, it's a different guy. Yeah. So there's at least two. Yeah, and they bring this guy back in Civil War two to do a to do like a scene. Yeah, there's three actors. Okay. Gerard Sanders and Iron Man, Dominic Cooper in First Avenger, and John Slattery in Iron Man two, Civil War, Ant Man and Endgame. Okay. So I love yeah. this old school look. I lo- I love oldie time technology and oldie time video like that that's 60s era it's very good it's very i, I did good. like that when they have and they yes. found a way to incorporate his father more in this movie than in the last movie so i mean i i i, I bought that and i want to say the next thing that happens is that's when it jumps to when this movie starts to really kind of take off starts to when they jump he goes to the grand i think the next scene is the grand prix no uh yeah. as he's leaving the expo he's handed a subpoena by uh oh! kate mara who i think is best known for playing sue storm the 2015 fantastic <laughs> four movie right <laughs> yeah, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pinnacle of her uh, cinematic career you see <laughs> i really like kate mara well like i oh, i great. smiled oh, she's also in the first season of house of cards yep she's excellent in yes. that she was that's a great show that's stuff i can't was... watch it anymore one of three faces I saw in this scene that I was like, oh, yeah, it's that person. Uh, before her was Stan Lee as Larry King. So good. <laughs> I didn't like that. I don't like that cameo much as some of his other cameos. Not my favorite, no. I liked him better right. as Hugh Hefner in the first Yeah. yeah. And then even before that, it was Olivia Munn as the news reporter, Chess Roberts. It was like, yeah, that... wait, is that Olivia Munn? Yep. I had to look it up, and yeah, sure enough. That is. Yes. She kind of fell off the face of the earth. Well, she did Psylocke. Yeah, she's in X-Men Apocalypse. She oh, right. right. Okay. Still never yeah, seen I, I recognize her, but I, I didn't know what she was in. So 
she was uh, attack on attack on attack TV? of the show. Attack of the show. Yeah. On G four. Oh, oh, I never really watched really it. Got, oh, know, attack of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back when G four was around a oh, long time I ago. G four. That was good stuff. <laughs> was good. Then the internet happened, and it's like, hey, we don't need you anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and X. And, uh, it was X play with Morgan Webb and Adam yeah, Sessler. Adam Sessler. Yeah. Adam yep. Sessler's crazy, by the way. Oh, yeah. You know, is he? He lost college. it. Yeah. He lost <laughs> he? it, apparently, on Twitter. Is he a Somebody crazy just, person? Yeah, he tweets oh. real. From what I heard, he tweets real crazy shit. Like, he just lost it. Okay. It's just one of those celebrities, you know. All right. You know the guy. I got I to gotta go down that rabbit hole now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. I didn't know he was a crazy person. Is he a gross crazy person or just the, a wing nut? I can't. I didn't look too far into it. I just okay. I just saw something about he was crazy, and he spouts out madness on Twitter. <laughs> Gotcha. Far. I was like, okay. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. Take yeah, so the subpoena, that subpoena scene is pretty fun. Well, uh, yeah. Mike, what you what you think of that? Uh, the subpoena scene. I just so, like Kara. Uh, other yeah. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you go, Mike. Oh, uh, the subpoena or the courtroom following? Oh, the courtroom. Sorry, I'm talking that. about. He goes to DC. He goes to the courtroom. Oh, and we Gary Stern. Yep. Yeah. Who is no longer with us? But man, is he really unlikable in this movie? <laughs> oh, and As spoiler alert. For later, I forgot to say that. Oh well, people know better. Ten years old, I don't care. But there's a spoiler in that scene. He's a high, well. You find out later he's a Hydra agent. That's given the directors a lot of credit that they planned that this far ahead. But yeah, uh, it definitely puts some new context on the scene that he works for Hydra. So of that course he's totally against Iron Man. He he is he is physically grimy. Like he has a oh, sheen yeah. about him. <laughs> His skin doesn't look great. It like has this like just greasy kind of face like yeah he is he's thoroughly despicable all the way yeah, through he's not I didn't the only know person he was until later like when i first saw this movie i had no idea he was a comedian i thought he was another actor in this movie but yeah i know I, he's it's all nefarious and of course tony is just being likable and charming and <laughs> and and of course we get introduced to our His antithesis yes oh okay so let me hang on a second now <laughs> sam rockwell is I don't know if he's divisive. Is he universally known as a good actor? Because he's very good. Yeah, um, I think is he? so. Or, I think he's like a love him, hate him kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, I he love these guys. He's an actor. You're fine. I, I think he's a great actor and I love him in this role. He is such a dork. I, he is such a nerd and he stinks at what he does. But I kind of <laughs> love that. If there was that, a stronger villain on top of that, right? I feel like he yeah, just played a lot of himself in this movie. Like that's just that was. I feel like certain things. Like there's a part where he comes out dancing. I feel like that wasn't in the script. That was just him <laughs> being him, which is he great. Feels and feels like that kind of actor. Yeah, and just a quick, just quickly, it reminds me a lot of Tim Roth in in The Incredible Hulk. Like you have to like that guy in order to like that character, and I do. The character kind of still sunk, but um, I like Tim Roth, so I excused a lot of the the stuff that he did and i really like sam rockwell and i really like the idea of a competitor who is really bad at what he does problem <laughs> is is that nobody in the villain side of this movie is any good at anything they yeah. all stink so there's no stakes there's no risk if he was paired with like a stronger villain that maybe kind of puppeted him around i would really like that character i Again, I just I just really like him as an actor, and I really liked a, just a horrendous dork <laughs> who is not good at the job he has. He I must be love... a great actor. Go, go ahead, Mike. 
I do love in that Senate scene where when they when they turn the TV on and they're talking about how Iran or no, when Tony Stark hijacks the monitors and he starts showing how Iran is like ten years behind, you know, they're and they're all the other countries are trying to catch up, and he's like, and Hammer Industries twenty years behind. He's like, how do you shut this thing off? Like, I that part is great when it shows, and then the, the robot just twists and the guy just screams. Oh yeah, so painful. I forgot about that. My wife like winced, and I kind of oh yeah, that's right. There's a person in there i forgot yeah that's bill tucker body, body horror that you like yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i was gonna say that uh, sam rockwell must be a great actor because i absolutely hate justin hammer in this entire movie he's the worst character he's such a dick he's trying to be tony stark and just like you said failing miserably at every turn he's just awful i hate yes. him oh he stinks like he he is terrible but that's why it works because right. he's, he's oh, yeah. supposed to he's supposed to be terrible and you're supposed to despise him but i just <laughs> i i don't know i just it was almost like comedy to me how bad he's sitting there trying to fumble pull out the hdmi cable like look there's should <laughs> be a power cable on it it's a senate room that thing is in the fix to the wall i don't think just Push it down, you bumbling idiot. Yeah, and did you like the part when Terrence Howard walked into the Senate? Oh, wait, sorry. I oh. mean, Don Cheadle? In another <laughs> universe. Two <laughs> roads. Yeah. Two roads, yeah. Uh, they, they don't even say anything. They're just like, oh, good to see you. Like, they don't even comment one thing about, like, I thought there'd be some kind of joke. Like, hey, man, you, look, you lost some weight from the last time we seen you or something. Nothing. Uh, Tony says, I didn't expect to see you here. And Rhodey says, I'm here. It's me. Deal with it. And I think that's oh, I guess. Okay. Kind of meant to be a jab. Yeah, I don't they don't give him much to do. I forgot how little Rhodes factors into this movie unless I miss something in my notes. I I they don't give him a lot to do except kind of like link things. You know, like, oh, wait, no, I, never mind. He, you're more, he you're thinking a, the first movie more. I, I maybe I'm thinking the first. Oh, yeah, that's right. He puts, a, he puts <laughs> on a giant a suit and they fight movie. a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Forget all I said. <laughs> okay. Forget it. Remember how I always say I, when I'm when I'm watching these movies, I'm drinking. Sometimes yeah. things get lost. So it's <laughs> better while drinking also. Yeah, yeah. No, it was fine. You guys no, said that the last one. Yeah. He has a lot to do. Never mind. <laughs> There's Stupid a couple comment. I mean, I still like all these movies, but these are some of the lower totem pole movies of the MCU. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, this so. is this is bottom third. Um, but we'll we'll continue on. But that's a fun okay, scene. I, the Senate hearing's fun. I, I enjoyed it. I forgot about a lot of that. I, I don't know, it just completely slipped my mind. I I guess I I remember paying attention, but and then like when I think that's when it and then they show at some point um, when they show the palladium core how it's rotting inside him. Like I, I thought yeah. that looked disgusting when they pull the thing out and it's just all ruined. It's like that's inside you, like ugh. Yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah, that's cool. But it, I mean, it does play such a big part in the movie since so much of the movie is him, you know, degrading and he thinks he's dying. So it leads to what so many other things that happen in this movie, because if you're dying, you're going to start making the change. Just as when he makes his uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Pepper Potts, his assistant, the CEO of Stark Industries, because, you know, he's trying to start giving away his things that he owns. Like, I thought that was an, I mean, I, Gwyneth Paltrow's fine. Like, there's no, I have no problem with her in this movie. I like her character more as it progresses in the MCU that I did in the first movie. Like, I just like where she ends up going. And so this was, this was all right. Like, it, it made sense. I didn't mind her becoming, I think she's a better CEO than he was because he just seemed like a complete idiot. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what they're going for. Uh, and I want to say that's a, when they, they introduce, that, that's when they introduce Natalie Rushman. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I was just staring at my notes and, and then staring off into space. I just want to say one thing about, <laughs> okay. about Pepper is that um I kind of, 
they spend a lot of time in this movie telling us that the company is falling apart. Like everything's falling apart. Everything is going to shit. Like I need, you know, Pepper needs to be CEO to keep things in line. She's already running it anyway because, you know, um, Tony is just flighty. But my thing is you never see it. And every time Pepper's on the phone, she's telling people that's okay. We are stock prices are still good. And, you know, you see a couple things on the screen of pundits uh, saying, oh, Stark Industries on the way down. But we never see this. And that's a big issue with this. Again, this is part of that Tony unraveling is what we're supposed to be seeing. But I never really see it so much. I, I, I hear it about in the panic of that whole scene where they're going back and forth and he's talking about selling the art and she's really offended. I read that as him just being a dick. <laughs> like really just being self-centered and a yeah. jerk. Yeah, uh, that's how I read it. The, the Iron Man thing instead of whatever was there. Yeah, I can I can buy that. And when I guess and in hindsight, I told myself, like, OK, well, I guess this is him kind of selling everything off, doing what dying people are doing and losing right. hope and realizing, yeah, I haven't thrown much time to live and I don't even know if I want to. And that's a very powerful idea, but it didn't come across for me. It just came across as him just being a jerk. I don't care about what you've done for me. I'm just going to hang these paintings. I know they mean a lot to you, but screw it. I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) And then he makes her CEO. And it's like, okay. But again, I can see that idea of of saying I'm abdicating the throne. I'm going to make you the CEO. You've been doing it anyway. And it's neat. But I agree with you, though. Pepper doesn't have, again, a ton to do, per se, in this movie. She's more of a device moving things along. Yeah, no, there's more to it than I, I guess I remember. I was only partly paying attention to this movie when I watched it, apparently. I was playing a, a Coin Master game on my phone, but I, I think that should... I mean, I enjoyed it, but I think it, was, it, was, it wasn't holding my interest. In certain parts like this, I'd be like, well, I'll just... I, I already seen this. I just won't pay much attention. I forgot some of that. <laughs> wait, yeah, they, wait. they do a good job of making him look like such a dick in this movie. Like, in... And I forgot there's some couple real things. Yeah, just a bit of a dick. And and way to be uh, committed to the show there, Michael. Way to just put all of it (laughs) in there. Everything in. That's how it goes (laughs) in the show. I've done over 90 episodes at this point. It's kind of just what goes along with it. I kid, I kid. Yeah, man. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, because I've kind of... I don't know. He's just such a he's such an asshole. But at least, hey, at least it gets a Scarlett Johansson, who's yes. Natalie Rushman at first. Like that, that that scene when they're in the fighting ring and he's trying to show off when she walks in and he starts punching hard. I'm like, OK, it makes sense. And then it, but I it it's OK where you have Happy Hogan, who is the director of this movie, which I think is funny and also started, you know, as a, one of the people in this movie. And then when he's trying like when 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 he goes to talk to Pepper Potts and then when when Scott Johansson goes in the ring and I think he tries to hit her. She grabs his arm, twists his arm and oh, <laughs> that scene still cracks me up. Like I'm like, oh, this yeah. is awesome. She is. I love Scott Johansson. Like she's just great in, in any movie she's in, even eight legged freaks, which is a terrible movie. She's great. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I just really like her as an actress, especially thanks to these movies. But yeah. I, I don't know. Like I got, she, she, for those that don't know, she plays black widow, which they do a, that that character has such an amazing arc. I feel throughout all these movies until Endgame. Like, yeah, they they did some great work with that. Yep, they definitely set her up in this with Tony, uh, quote unquote, googling her and saying that she speaks different language. She did some modeling, and then they show her flipping happy onto his back. So they're kind of nodding that she's got all these underlying skills that you wouldn't think someone from legal would have. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. paralegals aren't really good at jujitsu usually. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, you never know, but they're usually doing what the scissor scissor swings and all that madness. She's great. She's fantastic. I really oh, enjoy yeah. that character, and she's good in this too. And I I kept writing down. Maybe this is just me not not knowing things, but um, I kept rubbing down Pappy. Is it Happy? With an it's H? Happy. With an happy H. Hogan. <laughs> happy Hogan. Okay, so I kept writing down Pappy as it's, he's a whiskey. So uh, clearly, uh, clearly you know where whiskey. my brain is. During this? Clearly you know where my brain was. I wrote down Pappy the whole time. Okay, Happy. <laughs> now yeah. I know. Happy Hogan. And then, I think now this is finally when they go to the racing in Monaco. I, well, yes. I skipped yep. a bunch when I, earlier when I was trying yes, to. Yes, they did. Now they go to Monaco. And I didn't know this was a real thing, apparently. And I didn't even know Monaco was a, was a city-state. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and Mon- yeah. Grand Prix is usually raced, not obviously usually, a lot of Grand Prix is raced in streets. It's all street racing. And they close the streets and they they race through the streets of whatever city they're in. Yeah, no, it's it's really incredible. Oh, and there's one line I for- I wanted to mention, but I completely forgot. Back in the Senate, when Tony Stark is walking out of the Senate after he's being an ass, <laughs> he's like, he's one thing you always count on me is to pleasure myself or something like that. It's just yeah. it's perfect Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. It's just hilarious. Like, very I, good. It's it very good. Me up. Unfortunately, I didn't write it down. Did you notice in the previous scene when Black Widow asked for his fingerprint, he rubs the boxing glove into the ink and puts that on the paper? Oh, he's still I, wearing the I gloves when he, he does it. I thought he did that, but it was like, <laughs> does the does I haven't I haven't I've never boxed, but does like the thumb pop out? I, I really did yeah, have that moment of the actual glove. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I guess it awful. Like that wouldn't accomplish anything. Yeah, but it's something I, Tony Stark would do. Yep, yeah, it's not legally binding, but hey, you know what? Okay, it's yeah. all good. <laughs> and then yeah, Monaco hires really cool. her right after that. And then when you get yeah. to Monaco, you see that she's working for him now. And Pepper, I'm like, when did this happen? He's like, I need a new assistant. <laughs> yeah, which again yeah, makes him look like an ass because he hired yeah. her just because she's sexy. Like it's like, oh, it fits Tony Stark. I'm like, you just—they're really selling you being an asshole in this movie. Like they're—they're they're good at it. Well, I'm sure uh, Nick Fury knew what he was doing, sending her oh. in there. Oh, yeah. Like, that. <laughs> I love when they do finally do the reveal on that. Like, oh, yeah, Nick Fury plans so much of this movie, which is it's great. But it is Monaco great. is it, when they're in the when he's in the bar. Yes. When he sees Hammer again, I do like that scene. He's like, get me out of here. I don't like we're best friends. And you're like, no, we're not. Like, I, I love that. That scene is hilarious with him and Sam Rockwell. My least favorite person there, Justin Hammer. <laughs> yes, there he is in the same place. And isn't um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, the Tesla guy. Elon Musk shows up. Yeah. Yep. That is. Yeah. And he just kind of like shows up and has a few words. There's lots of smart people cameos in this, especially in these scenes earlier with the, in the expo. Um, I think it was the, the CEO of Oracle shows up oh, right yeah he calls him mr oracle and the only reason i know that is because he called him mr oracle i'm assuming but he looked like a real person you know he didn't look like an actor <laughs> so i'm assuming he's like the ceo of oracle but there's lots of like references to just uh geniuses and uh elon right. musk evidently is one larry so, ellison is the guy you're talking about who's yeah. that larry ellison oh, the founder okay. of oracle. all right gotcha. and the off-screen inspiration for robert johnny jr's rendering of tony stark oh interesting so. Okay, very cool. Uh, but yeah, so we're in Monaco in the, the in the bar, and, and Hammer is just being, I uh, just being Hammer. You are no good at anything, sir. Like, how did you even get a government contract? Like, how did that work? <laughs> That's what I wondered too. And we got the return of Christine Everhart, the reporter from the first movie. Yeah, there she is. There's some funny. I like to, like oh, oh. he's doing she's doing a spread on me. Oh, she did one last year for me too. Like it's, it's very and funny. she wrote a story. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> 
like, I mean, more showing him as an asshole, but it was funny. Yeah, it's fine. Very good. I, I was fine with that. And I, I like it when he, when Tony Stark does go down to the racing and he shows him on TV getting in the car. The driver throws the helmet. Yeah. She's supposed to be interviewing Hammer. She's like, yeah, I got to go. He's like, no, no. Did you get that? Keep right. And he, she's like, fuck you. I'm done. Walks away. Yeah. Okay. I love hey, that. Nobody cares about <laughs> Hammer. Yeah, hey, Hammer, there's something really important going on that's way more important than you. That's a big deal. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Tony Stark jumping behind the wheel of the car. What do you guys think about that? It just felt like another thing that he's like, well, I'm dying anyway. I might as well yeah. might as well have some fun first. Right. It's just that kind of fatalistic. Just, yeah. well, I'm, I'm heading down the tubes, which, again, is interesting. But I never felt it. I had to think about it. Like In the time of the movie, I'm kind of like, OK, so you're just going to be Mr. Badass again showing off. And I don't know why I didn't feel it during the movie. And then after thinking about it, going, oh, OK, this is kind of this fatalistic just on this train of self-destruction he's going through i don't know it might have just been me me just missing it um or the movie not really telling or showing it showing it at all yeah i mean they kind of reference it in a later scene during the birthday scene where yes natasha is if this is your last night and your last birthday right. you're gonna spend how, how would you do it and she says i'd basically do whatever i wanted so yeah. i think he's been kind of living that up until this point yeah that's true. I guess at this point of the film, I, I still was reading things as as jerk face. And again, I don't know if the film did a good enough job of cementing his descent because a descent into a fatalistic mindset is also looks the same as just being a dick, especially yeah. if yeah. you've been set up as an egotistical jerk. You know, that's kind of what he is. A bit of a heart, but even at this point, all this time, you know, he's just stoking his ego or it looks like there's never anything in the movie that really telegraphs his emotional descent. Other than the fact that he's having this issue with the toxicity, which you assume he's, he's a smart guy. He'll figure it out at some point. And it was it that this have we had, had that moment with Jarvis when Jarvis is telling him, hey, you've gone through every permutation of you've gone through everything. Nothing's worked. Have you have we got to that point yet? I don't even know. I think oh. it was earlier or yeah. later. I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember. I know oh, yeah, Tony I'm... says that. Tony says that to Fury later. I, I yeah. actually don't remember Jarvis. Yeah. I, no, Jarvis does say it. He's hundred. Bill's hundred percent right. I think it was earlier before the Senate scene when Pepper popped the CEO. I want to say it's in there. Oh, you might be. You might. You might be right. Okay. I don't know. That was just something for me. So for me, that read weird. But now in hindsight, that's better. I'm like, OK, this is cool. Again, he's just being a fatalistic. Why not? I've never driven an F1 car before. Let's just drive it and see how it happens. I feel like they wouldn't let you do that, even if you owned it. I'm like, no, no, no. No, get away from they here. would not. They wouldn't. And I don't think you can buy the entire city of Monaco <laughs> or, you know, I don't you know, that kind of hand wave doesn't exist. So eh. but it does uh, it does make for a pretty cool uh, scene of him driving around and. And, and fast driving, that's fun. And you get to <laughs> it, see it from his perspective, which it is doesn't awesome. last long. Like, no that driving scene is really short Nothing before like, before Vonko is walking on the side, dressed up with security. And then he so starts stupid. Would you <laughs> how did you get the jumpsuit? Who let you in? Look, I know a little bit about how these things work, like pit crews and the security. I, on my other blogging a few five, five years ago, I got to cover uh, super bikes. At, a, at the F1 track in Austin. And it's really cool. But there's so many layers preventing you from getting anywhere, like so many credentials that you need to get anywhere near the side of the track like that. And I'm sure the 10 stones guy, unless they got 10 rings guy, got him that kind of access. It was so stupid. I kind of really just going to let you go. Ahead, sorry. How did I even know to go to Monaco in the first place? 
Like, why not go straight to America where he knows Tony is? Like, go to the yeah, expo. Right. Why Monaco? And how did he know that Tony be driving the car? Yeah, because <laughs> Team crew wouldn't have done you any good if he wouldn't have gotten that car. You would never have gotten access to where he was. So, yeah, it's, again, one of those things where, like, kind of like how World War One started. If everything just happened just right, if he <laughs> takes a wrong turn down the street, I got him in the sandwich shop. Like, it's the same idea of yeah. really dumb things happening, but it... But it kind of doesn't work. Unless, unless his idea was just to make a scene and Tony would show up, but like, how does he get there in the first place? Honestly, with, whip, with Whiplash, someone could just shoot the fucker in the normal way he is and you'd be <laughs> problem solved. Like, out when, yeah. when he does end up breaking out and he starts torturing the, and starts like torch, torching the cars with his whips and the whole jumpsuit just evaporates and he's naked halfway naked I'm, i mean you think somebody would have been shooting him like where the where's a cop going all right if i just aim a bullet in the back of his head problem solved shoot him in the yeah. leg like it, it you're right doesn't hey everyone bullets. hey everyone with guns in your hand because it's monaco <laughs> during f1 you know there's a bunch i mean you realize there's monaco probably ban guns I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't know, but I do know that there's about 100,000 people attend these F1 races <laughs> and I don't know how many Monaco fits, but somebody's got to have a firearm somewhere that may just take yeah. a couple shots. Maybe after he slashes the first car in half. It's just so stupid. It, it just, that really irked. That was the first time in this movie that I was irked. Like, look, okay. I wasn't irked before. I'm irked a lot more now that we talked about it. I'm like, you're right. That doesn't really make sense. It was I ridiculous. I think about it. And again, I, I, again, I'm not a racing fan. I just happen to know a little bit about this because I've done some coverage. But God, you, guess what, guys? Hey, fellas, just in case you didn't know, you can't just sashay onto the track of a running race. <laughs> when cars are going 200 and change miles per hour. Like you, that is not. You mean you can't who just you open the gate and walk in like he did? You see, yes, that's funny because you can act those actually those racetracks have gates and there's a thing called the there's a track that where the um, it's like the medical track. So that way, like if uh, there's a, an incident, there are ambulances, ambulances, ambulances can actually go in and then they can go out and take care of the thing. So that is a thing. But you can't just flick that <laughs> lever open and walk out into this track. God, so stupid. But can you drive through a barrier and then dodge around uncommon F1 racers? Um, no, you can't do that either. <laughs> Those cars what if, re- what if the director of the movie is driving the car? Well, OK, <laughs> yeah. that's the case. You know, and, and the people are actors. <laughs> and also, that thing- scene when the car turns around and causes a huge explosion. Man, if I'm driving a car going 200 miles per hour and there's a guy with two electrified whips trying to kill cars. I think I'm just going to drive into him or try. I would just drive at him. Like, I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to hit you, kill you. And then my car will do whatever. I got airbags. I'm sure like he turns around and blows himself up, kills himself and other people just hit the guy. Yeah. You know what? Take your chances. There's just two whips. You're going 200 miles an hour. Like you might be, you may beat the odds. I, I, my odds are with the crazy Russian guy who just built your thing. Can you swing a whip? When a car is going 200 miles an hour, like I, that's my other question. Like, I don't think he's going to hit you. <laughs> yeah, there's so much to dine on in this particular scene because it's all all will. I will say I will say happy driving opposite traffic is really cool. I like I like car chases when they do that. I think it's very, very fun, very visceral. It's unrealistic because guess what? <laughs> those cars, when they take those turns, are still going about 100 miles an hour. Like they're not slowing down. <laughs> it's like they, there's this one scene where he takes this uh, a hard right turn and another vehicle another f1 car takes that hard left and i'm like that's not the line he would take 
Like, that's just not going to happen. That doesn't, none of this makes sense. <laughs> just doing this, try to get a rise out of me, and I'm not getting a rise. The rule of cool. It is, ooh, I like that. The rule of cool. <laughs> it's, from, it's from TV Tropes. Is it? I've, ne- I've never watched a TV trope, so. Oh, no, it's a website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know of it, but I've never, uh, never watched <laughs> so it. Good. Uh, but, uh, did, you, did you like the suitcase? You know, obviously suitcase that, like, hey, we're not even going to hide where we are. I know. Football. I know. That was... It was, it was cool, but at the same time, you think it would have been a little more like hidden, not obvious what it was. He's carrying around an Iron Man suit. Yeah, I don't it's know. Like, I just... I, no, I agree with that. I, I saw th- thought the exact same thing. Like, oh, that's the Iron Man briefcase. I think the first time I saw it, I was surprised. To be honest, again, growth. But <laughs> twenty ten. Yeah, exactly. I think I think I was surprised, but I don't know if I like. Again, you know how I was talking about last time where I love with the way this suit kind of articulates and clicks and clacks and gears. Remember, like I was saying, yeah, all the servos and whizzos and all that fun stuff that make the suit is really fun. This one, I don't know. Again, this turns into like that fish scale. It's a little too slick. I didn't enjoy it as much as the kind of the older Iron Man suit. It didn't bug me, but it was, you know, it was fine. It wasn't the. Uh... And this one's supposed to be a very like you know quick model, which like my wife had brought up when she was watching this. She's like, doesn't he have like like later and later moves like liquid and stuff? I'm like, yeah, nano machine. Like I'm like, they get there. This is this is early Tony Stark, <laughs> but like he just like and they when they that whole scene like when they're driving the car into Vanco and they're just hitting them with the car. And I want to be like, yeah, he wouldn't be okay because he's just a normal human. He's nothing really. He's just smart. Like you would have been done. Like I I never been hit. I've been I've been hit by a car like barely and knocked off my bike but being hit and pushed into a wall by a car and he's gunning it like you are not gonna be okay <laughs> right that's like, a very good point he's not a superhero he's not yeah he's not like medically enhanced no. he's just a crazy russian guy with some psycho whips um which whip which time. i mean we can we can right. pause on the whips a bit those things are cool i like those a lot there i i don't like whiplash in general but i don't this version of whiplash isn't even whiplash so i'm i'm coming from the comics and it irritated me but I mean, it did look cool when he slices the car in half and he slices the door in half yeah, as they're keep hitting him with the car but it, it it was cool i guess the wall was made out of pillows so it didn't hurt him as much but i mean it you know i, I like how he gets the suit and he kicks the car away like the suit being put on did look cool and i, and I like the fact that it's, it's a weaker suit so it's getting just degraded by the whips yeah. the whips wrap around it and it's just destroying the suit as he's i wasn't so sure about him grabbing the whip and pulling himself in and i mean that was like i mean it looked cool but i'm like eh, you probably wouldn't be okay but it is what it was it was still a cool scene as he blasts them and then they yeah. then, then all the cops show up finally once the guy's on the ground then the cops come in i'm like <laughs> you think they would have been somewhere involved like just shoot like a yeah, shoot the guy like it wouldn't they wouldn't have i feel like this is a situation where it wouldn't have been we have to arrest him i think it would have been shoot him in the leg disable him he's killing people but, eh. Yeah, they, they they show up like uh, like the friend who shows up to your move, you know, three hours after everyone started. <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, I'm here to help. What can I do? And you're like, got a lamp. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's like you, you didn't. You, I see what you're trying to do. I see. Michael, what did you think about the um, kind of like the design of um, of Ivan and his his whips? The whole reveal is cool. Like Mike, Mike had mentioned <laughs> how it uh, how it kind of burns away. It's a really cool effect, and then, like you said, slicing the cars up is a uh, it's very comic booky as it should be. Yeah, I, I yeah I I think it's just a, it's a really cool visual. I think one of the biggest things you learn with this, and I can't remember if he gets more tools at the very end. We'll talk about it, but right now he has a very limited verb set. 
like he doesn't have much to do. Like he doesn't have many methods of attack. He literally has whips and whips. That's really all he's got. He doesn't have much at this point, which is why these fight scenes seem very short. And that's another big note. These fight scenes are short. Like they are over before they start, which, again, I, I think that's fine, depending on the type of movie you're doing. I'm not the biggest fan of this overdrawn beating each other. And speaking of overdrawn, we'll talk about Warhammer and Iron Man. That <laughs> that's slugfest. But um, it just it just didn't seem like the balance was right. Yeah, well, I don't think he came in intending to win this fight. Because even after he's beaten, he tells Tony that he loses. He lost. And when we see them talking in the next scene in the jail cell, he says, if you can make God bleed, then people won't believe in him. There'll be blood in the waters and the sharks will come. Yeah. It's like it's, he, he didn't intend to win. Fair. Very fair. And that's and that's actually my, one of my favorite lines of the movie, because that really does cement the real threat that he's trying to do is he's just trying yeah. to ruin him. He's not trying to kill him. I mean, if that, that happened to be great. He wants to ruin him and his legacy, which is a good motivation if your villain is any good at it. <laughs> he is not. He I mean, it stinks. does. It shows that like one thing it does show, as I mentioned earlier, how all these countries are so far away from making making the arc reactor, making these suits. And here's somebody who made it. And like, that was, I guess, this whole idea too, to show that other people can do this, that it's going to keep happening. Uh, right. I, I but it, and again, it never shows, though, any effectiveness of it. Like you can make a really great weapon and not know how to use it. Right. You can make yeah. the coolest thing. You can make a, a car that goes 300 miles an hour. But if nobody knows how to drive it, well, what's the point? Or you, you know? can put a rocket on the back of your pickup truck and, and blow up. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. So that's why I forgot, uh, so I forgot what year that was. Yeah, I, you did that. Yeah, I don't remember. But it, it, that's the thing for me in this is that you have all these cool ideas and that's a very good idea. Like, hey, I'm going to ruin I'm going to ruin you as opposed to kind of just, you know, kill you or something basic like that. I want the legacy to go away. Mm-hmm. Fine. But you need someone who seems capable at it and no one is. And that's my biggest problem with it. So. All right, so, yeah, it's not the best villain. As we've said multiple times, it's really not. <laughs> he's a he's a shitty villain. Whiplash, I think, is shitty to begin with. So I don't think it was just this. This. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was a lot of pieces and parts that that weren't good to begin with, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, because I know back when this movie came out, they didn't really specify that it was whiplash. I mean, it is whiplash, sort of. Would you see it the whip? But yeah. And also, like in the scene where he's in jail and Tony goes talking, what we were just talking about. Like, I also thought it was stupid how he tells uh, Ivan, but I mean, you're, whatever the hell his name, Vanko. It does fit. It fits Tony's heart where he's like, ah, if you did this with the whip, if you did this, it would have worked a lot better with the with the power coupling and everything. And also, my big question: Why the fuck would they let him into a room with a prisoner with no guard? Like, oh, here you go, Tony. You paid us a lot of money. Go in that room. Like, they would not have let him in that room alone. That bothered me. No. I think the answer to both of those questions is just Tony's ego. Like he's telling them that he could have done better because he's just going to assume this guy is going to rot in jail. Now he's, he's done. He won. And then as far yeah. as the shot goes, like he, no one can touch him on his best day as he puts it in the expo at the beginning. So like, he doesn't see this guy as a threat anymore, basically. Which is such a cringe line. I mean, I'm not, not to go back to that expo, but oh my good, no one can beat me on my best day. What? <laughs> Listen, hey writers, y- y- y'all can just edit that out. Like you don't need to keep that. That's fine. That's a placeholder. Cool. I'm down. But man, woof. That is not great. Uh, yeah, man. Anyway, I mean, the jail thing was fine. I, I, the jail thing is cool. It's kind of again. Um, Tony doesn't realize how connected this guy is. Jesus, I didn't know how connected this guy is. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm I'm sitting there thinking, all right, well, 
that's that's that for him again obviously the first time um then we get to we do we get to the breakout yet i can't remember no yeah, that's we get, the next yeah i think that's the next scene oh yeah first, the next scene is the it takes so, a long time to get there even he was more connected than he thought because after hammer saw what he did on tv he orchestrates this elaborate breakout giving him c4 mashed potatoes and uh, <laughs> that was great a dead body double i i like the body double part when he walks in he looks at his they look at they, he looks at number on his on his jumpsuit he looks over at him and then he just beats the shit out of him real fast like that <laughs> that was funny like i'm like okay and then he blows up and it was kind of weird i mean i i this is when you first see hammer really as a villain when you realize this guy is because he or like he shit he orchestrates the whole thing it's a weird little scene i mean it works for me like it, it's still kind of cool how they, they put the bag over his head and rush him out and then they throw him in the back of a van and take him away well at that point you don't really realize it's hammer right i don't i don't know not no, until no. you don't know until shows he shows up, up in the hangar yeah at the end of that scene <laughs> and has din has has dinner has a fine meal in the middle of an airplane hangar but that's the, the, the breakout was weird for me because again again it sound, it felt very contrived it was kind of all the all the pieces had to be in place like for example did the guy giving him dinner did he realize his mashed potatoes were a scooch on the heavy side and like did he realize that was he in on it <laughs> you know like hey you know extra butter in this i guess i don't know again contrived it seemed just like you, again, you don't know whose whose fingers are behind it so you kind of run with it it also seemed kind of weird that he was not confused at all like Ivan was like, so wait, so why are you here? Like, you know, kind of like put it, put the, and he hands the thing and it's got this number on it. And like, he immediately realizes, oh, an explosive, obviously. Cool. Great. I know exactly what to do with all these things. <laughs> it's fine though. I, I, I hand wave a lot of that just for the sake of it. It was neat. You have to. He's some level of genius if he built the arc reactor. Fair. Yeah, he, he should. Yeah, it's very true. He should have some sort of logic, uh, <laughs> you know, logical ability to put two and two together. But yeah. It's smart people doing smart things like you like in movies. <laughs> it is. <clears throat> yeah, but it's, it's stupid stuff. It's, it's stupid things. I actually have that in my notes for a later scene. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be a running theme through this yeah. entire series? It could be. Like smart people doing smart stuff. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. I, I, I really... Doug, again, maybe this is just me being weird. I really thought it was very cool how he snaps the guy's neck uh, because it was very animalistic. It just had this very yeah. violent, like, yeah. And then obviously he's been violent with these, with his weapons and with his whips and all that. That's fine. But man, um, him just like snapping the guy's neck had like an animalistic, like shock, like a shock value. Like, ooh, okay, this guy, ooh, okay, he's really kind of unhinged. I like that. I thought it was very effective. And then they go to Hammer and they have a nice lunch. I like how he's like, I got this in is ice cream imported from America, even though we're in Italy. They make great ice cream. Like my that, wife that laughed. My wife laughed so hard at that. She was like, <laughs> wait a minute. You got Italian ice cream imported from San Francisco. That's what you just did. That's what you did. But it, it fit Hammer and it fit Sam Rockwell. Perfect. That character. It was perfect. It was great. He's such I, a dork. I wonder how much of stuff he did in this movie was him adding his own thing. It, it felt like that in this movie. It felt like him really playing himself. Yeah, no, definitely. It was uh, it was a good it's a good scene. It's a good moment. And again, it just shows again. I, I, I don't know why I like him so much, even though he's so detestable. Just again, he's just a dork. He does a good job with it. He does a really like he's one of the better parts of this movie. Is Sam oh, yeah. well, I agree. He does a very good job dancing around, acting like an idiot, making yeah. you hate him at times like he does a great job of it he's a great and he, he has a great performance yeah and uh, of a detestable character i just yeah dorky people i guess i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah a perfect antithesis to who tony stark is so yeah 
And this I, I really too, like that. I just want to know too. My wife pointed this out, so I'm going to mention it. His hands are so spray tanned, like clearly, <laughs> horrendously spray tanned. Like he turns his hands, and it is like eight shades different. So my wife wants to know who spray tanned him. If that was purposeful, like did he, as a dork, spray tan, spray paint his hands, but not underneath? Or I thought that was going to be good enough. Yeah, I'm sure he did it himself. He did it himself, right? He just <laughs> he, he couldn't have gone to a salon with all his money. He just did it himself in his bathroom. I don't know. My wife pointed out the spray tan, and it made me laugh. So here you I, are. I didn't catch that, but I wasn't paying enough attention. I I feel it in some certain parts. <laughs> I'm sure no one caught that. I, that was that's um, no. sometimes a little attention. It's cool though. But that's a decent scene. Um, oh, and one other thing too. Damn it! I wrote this down, so I'm gonna say it. I apologize, sure. and I'll let somebody else talk. Where does he keep getting these toothpicks? <laughs> who who on the plane oh, oh they there's a toothpick he's sitting there at the table he had a bag on his head did they hand him a toothpick with the bag on his head he always has a freaking toothpick in his mouth and nobody and would have given a murderer a toothpick right he just kill snap someone's neck he could be lethal with that toothpick unlikely maybe, maybe it was supposed to be like it should have been like a cigarette a cigarette would have made sense because i could see them giving you a cigarette sometime in certain certain situations like it would you know this is 1970s he would have had a cigarette like okay have a last smoke before right. we arrest you all right but <laughs> it, that would have made more sense like maybe that's what they were going for to have him they wanted something in his mouth so they just so the only thing they think of was a toothpick i don't know it just seems I don't stupid. Know. and honestly honestly this might be stuff like that's nitpicky I get it, yeah. right? But it's something you that bit like spray tan hands. It's nitpicky, whatever. I get it. But toothpick, he, every scene he has it. Like every scene, he's got one in his mouth. So it it, it distracted me. And yes, that's <laughs> it's nitpicky. It's nitpicky. I get it, but it distracted me, and I just felt really weird, and it kind of brought me out again. Like goddamn toothpick. All right. Anyway, when so you we go home. The dumbest scene of the movie, the party. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, is this the party? I, I think the party's next. Uh, we have a little scene a of yeah. Hammer showing oh, Ivan the, yeah. the suits. I love this and, so much. And Ivan just say, like, can we get him some encrypted passcodes? And then Ivan says software shit. That <laughs> amazing <laughs> Russian accent. It's so, so good. Sure, good. It's just more of Hammer trying to be in control and everyone just walking all over him. It's like, yeah, they're, they're this much money a pop, and he just pulls the head right off of it, the helmet. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. And yeah. and Sam, Sam Rockwell does this thing, which I, I really dig. He always, he's always talking because mm-hmm. he's he's always muttering something. So he's going, you know, for example, yeah, you know, there's, you know, $68 million. But, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, you just take that head off. It's fine. <laughs> it's, <laughs> can, can I do that? And then, you know, well, yeah, the you can't do that that he's, that's fine. That he's, he's still in control, yes, even though he's clearly not. <laughs> exactly. He's constantly muttering because that's what he's trying. He's trying to regain control or regain his face. He or it's like, oh, it. that's, that's, that's what I wanted you to do. Thanks. Oh, well, great. Yeah. Clearly, you guys broke through our <laughs> firewalls. Okay. You know, get, get this guy some encrypted passwords. Could just, encrypt, oh, well, just didn't need to do that. He's fine. Just don't, yeah, you didn't need that. It's good. We'll just keep on going. And he's all, you're right. He's raining in constantly. It's so good. Love it. So yeah, I, I agree. With that. I forgot about <laughs> that part, but yeah, that that was a cool scene where he showed where you know he showed the whole reason why he you know saved him was to have him make Iron Man suits for him to show off and win a win a contract from the military. Right, uh, that was cool. Okay, and then I think now then we get we to the, the shitty scene of the movie. 
I I could have done without the party scene. This is when I really got annoyed with the movie. And this is I also asked myself because at first he seems normal. He's dressing up. He asked he asked Scarlett Johansson what what type of what he should wear. Has him grab something and. And he makes he makes a comment about what would you do if he if this is your last birthday party? She's like, I would do whatever I wanted or something like that. Yeah. And I was wondering, I was thinking, okay, did she drug him or something? Because he goes from being normal, he's drinking his martini, and I'm like, there's no way one martini is gonna fuck this guy up. And then all of a sudden, the next scene, he's wearing the Iron Man suit. It's probably been a few hours, but he's acting like a fool. He's drunk. He's peeing in his suit. And I'm just like, did they drug him? Did they like? I was waiting for some kind of line, like, yeah, we slip something in his drink to make him act like more of an idiot. But that one line sets him off, make him make a complete fool of himself. I didn't like it. Uh, he does say later on when Pepper's trying to get him to wind down, he said the party for him ended an hour and a half ago. So I think it's supposed to meant some kind of time has passed. Okay. But yeah, I saw the scene more as like showing off classic Tony Stark, like in the comics where he was the, the raging alcoholic. I think he's... <laughs> Kind of felt like a nod to that more than anything. I didn't like it. I I, I, like, I caught it. Yeah. I read it as him just getting hammered, just like because yeah. he has the martini, and then as soon as she says that, he downs the entire thing. Right. And then like that tells me tonight I am going to get destroyed. I have made a conscious decision, <laughs> and I know that I okay. you know, not to get super. I've I've done this. I've made the conscious decision tonight. I'm going to get destroyed, and I don't care what happens. That's what happened. He 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 gets fatalistic, and he gets. I, I, I read that as, oh, yeah, tonight I'm just going to get destroyed. I, did anyone kind of cringe when DJ AM was on the stage? I didn't know who it was. I had oh, no idea. Was either. Was oh, he, he, person? he was. He died uh, oh, of a drug no. overdose a few years oh. ago. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was, was it suicide or a drug overdose? No, I'm going to check. Hang on a second. <laughs> we'll tell you. I, met, I, I, know, met, I know Tony refers to him by name at one point, but, yeah, I, I didn't know it was an I actual person. an actor. I didn't even realize it was another cameo. Yeah, no, DJ AM, I'm pretty sure he's very dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he, uh, he had committed uh, attempted suicide. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, overdose. He died in 2009. So, yeah. It, when I saw that, it was like, oh, my wife both and I went, oh, that's, that's kind of chilling. Not intentional, obviously, by the film. He, he died, you know, 10 years ago now. But yeah, yeah, not fun. Oh, and actually, here you go. Here's a neat little, little nugget of... So the DJAM Memorial Fund, an organization designed to help people struggling with drug addiction, was launched in his memory by his sister, and Iron Man 2, which was released in 2010, was dedicated to him. So he died before the movie was released. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So a little chilling oh, when wow, he's in yeah. there, and, and so... There yeah, that go. is pretty chilling. Yeah, it was weird. Bit. <clears throat> I didn't realize that last bit. I didn't realize it was that long ago. I also didn't. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I thought just some random actor in this movie. Like every, you know, I didn't even realize it was a real. It was a person that. Oh yeah, was no, somebody. Yeah, world famous DJ, like world famous. But yeah, so. Shows you how much tension I get. Uh, like <laughs> I don't like the scene. I don't like it at all. It leads into a very boring slugfest, which it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots slugfest. Yeah, everything with this scene is stupid where they're throwing the bottles and he's shooting them is stupid. Like, there is nothing good about any of this part coming up. Like, I you, just you can show this desperation. Excuse me. You can show this desperation better and more effective because it's it's kind of sad. And I don't think it's I don't think it's framed supposed to be sad. I read it as sad. And I don't think that was intentional. It it's is just sad. like yeah, I thought I found it very sad. And then I, I don't again, I don't know if that's intentional or not. Um I don't know, just didn't like it. It didn't work. The pacing was weird. It didn't have the jokes didn't land. You know, him peeing in his suit was just so that juvenile. Was stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. Like, it's, come on. It's it's really you could drink the water. You could drink the water. Like that wasn't necessary either. <laughs> that, that was all ridiculous. that. 
Pepper then coming in, trying to like trying to stop him and talk him down. And then and then, of course, Rhodes goes in and there's a scene before that we kind of skipped over, but that's fine, where Rhodes actually learns about where we get the we get the download and the um, the story about Ivan. We kind of get all the exposition about who he is and he's Tony Stark and all, you know, uh, oh, yeah, dad, whatever. But um, when yeah, Rhodes comes in, yeah, that's, we can, that's fine. When Rhodes comes in and says, I'm going to break this party up, you could have just called the cops. <laughs> right. You're you're an army person, right? You're connected. You could just bring in some people and say, get out. But no, he shows up as war machine, puts on the suit and then starts starts fighting drunken Tony Stark, who clearly is still pretty good at fighting, even though he <laughs> is hammered beyond belief where he probably doesn't know where he is. And um, <laughs> I hate this fight a lot. I yes. do he does have more experience with the suits than Rhodey would. For all we know, weird. this is the first time he's put it on. Which is weird. Again, I wrote that down, too. Like, how do you know how to use this machine? Like, have you ever put this on? He just takes off at the end. We'll get to it. Which is like, how do you know how to fly it? How is it that intuitive where anybody can just walk in into Tony Stark's suit? And Jarvis says, here, come on in. It's fine. Yeah, clearly, you're not Tony Stark. I think they explained that later. They do. He gave some they clearance. Line. Yeah, yeah, they explained that. I just really don't like this fight. It's slow. It, it's I do like this one piece I like where um where War Machine hits him with the kitchen sink. <laughs> it literally hits him with a sink. That's very funny. Um, yeah, that was funny. I'll yeah, what do you guys what do you guys think of it as far as just a, a battle? This this poor Malibu house. There's like between the scene and the later scene, there's just nothing left of it at the end. It's amazing there's anything to blow up in three. Well, uh, yeah, we'll get yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. I mean, but I'm sure something explodes in three. It's fine. Yeah, oh, things explode. That's the movie. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, it's fine. But, I, uh, yeah. I liked Rhodey in this scene, though. When he walks in, he says, I'm only going to say this once. Get out. It just feels like kind of a badass moment for him, which that is pretty good. after the yeah. first movie, him not being able to do anything, he kind of earned it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, that's that's very fair. You know, he's finally had enough. Enough is enough. I've had enough of you, even though we're buds. Yeah, I, I get that. That's fair. I just thought the the kinesthetics of the fight weren't weren't great. It's just They're again, not. I don't like when two big iron people are just smacking each other, like punching each other and such. It just didn't. Again, stakes are low, right? But again, in this situation, you know, not one, neither one of them are going to die or yeah. you know, quote unquote, lose. So. I mean, but it has that key scene where they shoot each other and they find out that their laser beams connected and make that big blast. There is that. There is it's, that. There is that. It's all foreshadowing, kind of like in the first movie where you talk about the whole point. The ice scene is to have it in the end fight. It's the same thing. Same type right. of situation. Right. Well, we don't get a, a villain name drop. Tony does say, you want to be the war machine? So we, we at least get one for the sidekick character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Yeah, that was yeah, <laughs> fine. And again, I think in the first time I saw this movie, I didn't even know the character's name. So I probably missed that. Now I know he's <laughs> War Machine. So I know that now. But yeah, at least fine. they followed up what you might think is the worst scene in the movie with the best scene in the movie at the donut shop. Love this so much. It's the best. Only because of Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to exit the donut or something like that. So, yes. Exit the donut. Yes. He is a treasure. Uh, I, you know, Samuel Jackson just belongs in a Hall of Fame or something. I, he is so good in this. Yeah. Oh, he's just a del he's just delightful. I, I do thought it was rather interesting where Tony acknowledges he has a hangover, although clearly doesn't look like he does. So <laughs> he should be in a hospital after that kind of behavior. 
Yeah, or jail. Yeah. Oh, and one other thing, too, before we move on to this, I just want to read a quick thing. I don't like how War Machine just takes off with his suit and takes off with stolen property and hands it to the military. Like, that can't be okay. Yeah. I just saw this Tony's like, if he's going to die, he's going to let Rhodey keep on the legacy. At least he'll know that someone's out there trying to spread peace. But, but yes, this morning after scene is 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 very good. It's very good. My notes for this scene are just a series of quotes from oh. <laughs> from the scene. By all so means, good. please. I'd love to hear this. Uh, sir, please. Ex- I'm going to have to ask you to exit the donut. I don't want to join your super secret boy band. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if I look at the patch or look at the eye. I don't know. A little <laughs> hungover right now. I don't even know if you're real. And <laughs> Fury says, I'm the realest person you're ever going to meet. That is so good. So good. And also, this is a spoiler for way later in the MCU. You see the scratch marks on his eye. If you oh, look neat. very closely, they already did it. There's three scratch marks above and below the eye patch, vaguely, but they're there. Really? Interesting. Which I don't I know if you've ever seen Captain Marvel or not. I can't it, imagine they planned that that far ahead. I don't think they planned that far ahead. I think they just planned that it was to be something scratching him. So yeah. they just. I mean, or the scratches were just there just to add to the effect. And they're like, hey, wait a second. Yeah, I, it might have not been planned. Up. It just might have been. I think I I highly doubt that scene was planned for years. This this early, it was just part of the makeup for the scene, I felt like. But it, it at least it, it was referenced and it just reminded me of that. Because now I pay attention. I'm like, I'm I'm looking, guys. I'm looking. So <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's that's really interesting. I wonder, you know, I wonder even if uh, they kind of just sneaked, snuck that in for like maybe uh, like the Disney Plus release or something. You know, um, I wonder if my version has that. I'll go back. And I'm think pretty about. sure it's in every I mean, it's very light, like you can barely tell. Okay. But I feel like you can see the scratch. But they're not they're not obvious in this movie. In some movies, they, they feel a little more obvious. But maybe I'm just I've been a while. But I'm pretty sure you can if you look even Iron Man 2, even in the Blu-ray copy you'll see like some kind of marks very cool maybe i'm adding to it i'm not sure but i still i just now that ever since captain marvel i always think about that great movie can't wait to talk about that oh yeah that's a good one. Oh, it's fantastic <laughs> but uh, that, that scene is cool that's when he finally finds out that scarlett johansson his assistant is actually working for shield mm-hmm. and that's that's cool and I, I, she walks in he's like oh you're fired <laughs> <laughs> delivery is so great it's classic Tony Stark. And I guess I have a line here. When she first saw the cat suit, the thing that she's wearing, she said she had a bit of a freak out moment. Was her <laughs> line about that in 2010 somewhere. Hmm. She fills it out quite nicely. I love the Black Widow outfit. I just love Black Widow in general and every yeah, everything. As I said before, everything about Scarlett Johansson. I mean, this scene and then you really get into Winter Soldier. Like, she's just she's great. Oh, yeah. But I, I thought that was cool. I like how they introduced that he's that she's working for him and they kind of show. And then you really think about how it was all Nick Fury that set up the whole drunken thing because he knew he was dying and he was setting up to have him have that like breakdown moment thing. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it feels like it's all part of the evaluation that we find that find out towards the end that she's been do- running on Tony this whole time. It's like which, like a test, maybe. Which fits the character, too, that she's very, you know, She's a spy. She's backstabbing. You know, that's her job is to go in, infiltrate and get information. Mm-hmm. And I also I, I think you remember from the very, very end is well, actually from the post credit scene is she was kind of doing reconnaissance on him because they they bring out the dossier. And I'm assuming that's what she was putting together. Yes. Right. So they, I guess I suspect she was really kind of putting him through his paces to see, you know, could this guy be uh, an Avenger? So, But we'll get to that final scene. 
in a bit. And I want to say in this scene, he says, I have to go or something at the end of the donut. Like, oh, like he, there's a song. You know, is that this scene or that later? No, he's that's, like, I have that's to go. back in Malibu. We're back at the back of the house. Oh, well, we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, this scene is just uh, they give him like a kind of treatment for the palladium poisoning. And then Fury says that, crap, what the hell does happen in this scene? Well, he, he that's the one. Treatment, yeah, I want to say they, they tell him he has to create an element or something. He's like, I tried yes. everything. He's like, you haven't tried everything or something. Yeah. Like right. Right. They basically yeah. tell him that there is a cure, but it doesn't exist in this universe yet, which also kind of signals to the fact that there are other places out there you know there are the asgards and things like that so it's like an element that doesn't exist on this planet but it, you can make one with some with some with some duct tape and some tubes in your in your malibu I, house i do like that scene when he goes back to Mal the malibu house and it's, it's all broken they're like you can't leave until this is done and phil colson is like well if you try to leave i'll shock you and watch you drool and watch some show rerun uh, like that. That was super fun. nanny super nanny yeah, yeah. So watch super nanny while you drool into the carpet <laughs> like, I like Phil Coulson so much. He's, he's pretty great. It, it's a good scene. It, it's and then they show the whole thing where he's trying to put together the element and because they bring him the box of Howard Stark stuff. He's watching the little movies and then he realizes that the whole which I didn't understand how the hell he put this together. But the whole expo was set up to be like an element or an atom. This right. is extraordinarily far fetched. And then we we've actually missed a scene where we go back to the armory. And the only reason I want to go back to the armory is because it's got Sam Rockwell in it. And I just love dining on his on his <laughs> on, on how bad it is as everything. They go to arm the uh, the war machine. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, OK, no, please talk. It, I, well, no, I forgot about this. It's, I knew there was a hammer scene because I just have a line that says hammer is the worst in my notes. So <laughs> I just no, can't I, remember which one. <laughs> I dined on this a little bit. I, I didn't pause it or anything, but I. I it's first off, it's him feeling extraordinarily confident when he shouldn't. Yeah. He brings out, he does the classic um, scene. He does basically the scene from uh, Taxi Driver when when the when uh, the the salesman comes into the apartment. He's showing him the guns, and they get pr progressively bigger and bigger and bigger. And he's got that almost that energy where he's just trying to be this like slimy sales guy. First, he hands him a nine millimeter. Oh. <laughs> War Machine's gonna do great with a nine millimeter. That's 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 like his sidearm, of course. <laughs> and he goes, he's going through it, and it's uh, it's just gun porn at that point. It's like modern warfare gun porn, where it's it's you know it, this caliber and this uh, this velocity of bullets, and it was just such a weird scene. But again, Sam Rockwell makes it work because he is wonderful in this movie. Um, and of course, at the very end, the, the the army says what army people say is, "Which ones you want?" And the army guy says, "All of it." <laughs> All of it, including the nine millimeter, you know, in case he, you know, gets out of the suit, he needs a little sidearm to. I, I do like the ex-wife when he has the big uh -huh. rocket thing that's supposed to be, which he, you know, we'll get into later. But he's yeah. like, oh, I got this this missile. I call it the ex-wife. And they're like, oh, yeah. you know, they put it on the suit. It'll bust the bunker of the below the bunker that you just busted through. It's they're trying to cool. set up set up a Chekhov's gun that uh, may or may not pay off at the end of the movie. It's <laughs> extremely good. Oh, yeah. And that scene to pay off the final fight is so wonderful. It's great. <laughs> Everything about it, And that's why I want to bring it up, because it does tie into the final fight when mm -hmm. we'll get there. And you know, I, I mentioned it. I just yeah. forgot about it. No, it's great. And again, it's just Sly Rockwell being a dork and being way too into the stuff that he's and it actually does show, though, that final little the little 
little um, little bullet that's supposed to blow up the bunker below the bunker. It, it actually looks at you like, ooh, that's that's actually pretty cool. Maybe you are good at something other than being bad at everything. And uh, of course, <laughs> that, that that proves to be not true. So uh, anyway, we can go back now to the uh, we can go back now to. Back in, back, back in Malibu. Malibu house. Back in Malibu. Um, this is all good. I, I don't I think it's a little contrived about how the, the, the center of the fair is supposed to be the atom. It's fine. And did we miss the part when he actually gets the um gets the cardboard? That useless yeah. scene when he's talking uh, about that's her? a little bit after this is when he is it? Yeah, no. he finds up about the isn't it? It is. Uh, oh, it, it so is. We're, we're in Malibu and uh, Fury's leaving him with the thing. And this is when he says he has to go off and do something. And Coulson's in charge. And then there's apparently another scene with Hammer because I have a note that says Hammer is still the worst. <laughs> and then Tony goes to see Pepper. Right. I think the scene you're talking about is where Hammer is talking to Vanko again. And he finds out that he pulled out the heads or that uh, he made him into drones. Oh, yeah, the drones. Right. Okay. So yeah, he. Okay. So I think I'm confused then. So yeah. So that makes sense. So yeah, because Tony Stark is kind of going through his old dad's notes. He's um, kind of learning. We're learning about his dad was cold and dark, and he's not that kind of piece, not that perfection that people know him to be. Um, I like that because that's that's one of the harder things I think in life when you realize that your dad is, if especially for a guy, it's your dad is not your hero. Like he's not the hero you thought he was, because I think all little kids look up to their dads or, you know, that's just kind of what the way it works. And when you realize your dad is not a hero, it is a sad moment when you realize, huh, he actually he wasn't he wasn't this paragon of perfection. So I thought that was pretty, pretty well done. Um, And I do like the fact his dad talks him through the video. And that's pretty that's pretty neat. So kind of like a little hidden thing. My thing was like nobody noticed that. Like nobody played this video to the end and saw <laughs> this like tone, this, this note to his son. But eh, I hate it. just been sitting in a shield warehouse for however long. This is a very good point. Yes, yeah, could be sitting at the air right. It's a very well, sitting in the shield warehouse. Yes. Top men working on it. Top <laughs> men. <laughs> uh, top men working on this. Yes. And then now we get to the Tony when he visits Pepper and gives her strawberries that she doesn't like. It's a oh, she's allergic to. She's allergic. That's right. This scene sucks. I do like. I I don't like the scene at all. It the goes stupid. nowhere. I just like the line. She's like, "There is only one thing on this planet I'm allergic to: <laughs> strawberries." It's like huh, I knew there's a reason I remember strawberries. I some sort somehow. of correlation. Yeah, I don't like the scene at all. I'm not a fan. It's more Tony being an asshole, which is this movie is very very good at doing. Yeah. And it's just a device for him to get the, 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 the map of the the map of the fair from back in 1960, which why would you store that in the CEO's office? You would not a place. Of course you wouldn't. It's senseless. That's why it's there. But I just don't like the scene at all. It's um, kind of goes nowhere. He just mutters. She makes fun of him. It's eh. not necessary. No, it's not necessary at all. Um, Natalie comes in again. Why? I don't know. To get just a reaction. Yeah, just to make the comment where he kind of almost like he says something mm-hmm. and she gets mad at him. Like, hey, you're going to blow my cover or something like Are that. You, Are oh, you right. in well? Yeah. <laughs> that is your real name, right, Natalie? <laughs> yeah, it's such right. an ass. Again, just an ass um, making it really hard for us to really feel his his drama. You know, the drama of him dying, the drama of him figuring out his daddy issues. Right. It's always got to have another I almost, almost rhymed snark. It's a stark snark. You got to have another stark snark in there, um, to, I guess, lighten things up. Because at this point in the movie, it's dragon. Like this movie is now dragon hard for me, at least. There's really. Yeah, you're 
it you're not wrong. It gets to a part where it's just kind of like I, I remember enjoying this movie more. But when I wasn't in, in my most recent watch of it, I was kind of starting to really fall off around this point. I was like, yeah, it was starting to lose me. But then it's saved by smart people doing smart things. <laughs> this has been my note. I have no smart things. I do like how they, they do make a comedy. He's like, oh, you left. You weren't supposed to leave or something where he, I think he said he had to go or he wasn't. He was busy or something. He had to take care of something, I think he said. Which is also either going to be the little short film, The Consultant, which we'll talk about later, or it was something It's something to do with Thor because Phil Coulson plays a big part in Thor. Yes. So I, the Consultant shouldn't be till after because Tony's not a consultant yet. Mm, okay, so that's probably after. Yeah, so he's probably yeah, something it is after. The, he had a, You're right. Something with Thor. But I, I love the part when he's when he. I mean, it's stupid when he's you know breaking holes in the wall and ripping out things. I'm like, okay, it worked. Uh, but I do. I want to say it's playing our ACDC song or something at this point. Uh, yeah, some sort There's of some song with rock a, in song. a montage. Yeah, some sort of cliche montage rock song. Again, meh. The, the, the music choice in this movie are not, not phenomenal. Um, I did enjoy another one, Bites the Dust, except when they remixed it and I was upset. OK, yeah, that's actually pretty neat. Oh, actually, I don't remember that. It's during that's your during favorite fight party scene. fight scene. Uh, yeah, the party. With oh. DJ AM, the dead guy. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> our, our dearly departed DJ AM. My favorite thing about the music in that scene, though, is when they break the piano, the music like abruptly cuts out. I'm like, that's kind of a nice touch. Yeah, that was neat. That was neat. But I, I, I love when he's opening the case and, and he picks up the, the prototype Captain America shield and <laughs> Phil, Phil Coulson like, you know what this is? Yeah, it's perfect. And he uses it as a, as a weight to level the thing out. And I, I love that because I'm like, ah, Captain America, they're referencing. Yeah, it was, a, it was a neat reference. I like that. It was cool. It was like perfectly level. You know, it was good. And then, you know, they, they turned the, the, the little triangle of the triangle MacGuffin into new elements with Which, laser beam of some sort. It's from the comics that 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 triangle becomes one of his long lasting way. He powers the suit for a long time. So it is from the comics. I, I assumed. What I, it's yeah. Called. yeah, I assumed. I just I, I, I didn't really know. Um, getting him building a centrifuge was, was pretty neat. Um, I do like that the very, very end. He goes, well, that was easy. <laughs> I was like, OK, it tastes like smart, coconut man. and metal. Yeah, that was funny. That's a very good line. <laughs> it, it's and, and then you have like when he's flipping through that notebook from Howard Stark, um, there's also another cameo I didn't catch until I was reading something just now that he draws a Tesseract in that little book. You can see the Tesseract. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I did Which not also remember makes the sense. Because Howard Stark was involved in the first Avenger, so he had seen the Tesseract and was involved with it. So it, it makes sense. I like that. I, mean, yeah, I, re- can, I remember the cube being there, but I didn't piece didn't it together. That's what it was. They're, they were really planning a lot of things. I mean, this movie is when they really know, like, we are going to make sequels. We are going to make Avengers. We are going to cram all the shit we can cram into <laughs> to help get that there. Like, that's what this movie was doing. Like, that's yeah, the whole purpose of this movie. There's not to the rest of phase one in this now that we've laid it all out like that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Which One reason I like this movie. I mean, I liked it more when I hadn't watched it in a while because I built it up more in my head. But I've realized it, it. But that's like that's the whole purpose of so many things, like him creating the element, getting the triangle to and then it heals him really, really fast. That seemed a little I didn't like the whole blue light when the whole thing, the whole blue light just expands from him. And all of a sudden he's like, I'm like, this is not necessary. Like you could just have like the scars heal or, you know, have the wound start to heal. Like you didn't need a whole blue light to look like he was just became, you know, I didn't like that. It bothered me. So I'm nitpicking. Well, it's fair. Hey, listen, and if it affected your enjoyment of the film, it is it valid. 
It didn't affect my enjoyment. I'm just looking at it and go, that was dumb. All right, then more. you're nitpicking. All right, then you're nitpicking. The other thing I want to say about that is I, I like when he's watching the video and you have Howard Stark doing the recording and you know he's doing the, the different takes and then he's like, kiss my ass. And then finally, I like, love that. Tony, this is for you. I know you don't understand right now, but you are my greatest creation. Like that was the closest they show of these two having any type of like father son relationship because he even says earlier, like, my son, my father never said I love you. Never said I like you. Like it gives you something that which help what helps him lead to creating the element i felt i was okay with it yeah he says that he's uh limited by the science of his time he can't create this new thing i think that's why he leaves the map of the the element in the expo which is still super contrived but you know oh yeah i mean it is contrived but i mean again it's one of those kind of kind of figuring out his daddy issues and it's it's about the best way you could probably do that, right? I, I can't think of a better way a film could do that, so I kind of hand wave it a bit and just say, all right, well, I, I can I can dig that. We'll we'll move on from this. So it's not wonderful, but it's it's a decent device that kind of gets us where we need to go. True. Yeah, I I I didn't hate any of this thing. I want to yeah. say this is when they find out. Oh, he gets a phone call from Vanko. Is that that happens right after this? I want to uh, say. Yeah. Next, the next scene is Hammer. Going back to the oh, this is so good again, where he takes the bird and he takes oh, his yeah. shoes and he takes his pillows. Now <laughs> oh, we skipped over the I can make salute scene where he's playing golf with oh, Stern, oh. Senator Stern. Oh, we did. He's like, I need to bring him by and have a demonstration. It's like they're not ready. So what can you make him do? I can make salute. See, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> then we have we gone to the point. Have we, sorry, have we gone to the point where where Ivan and Hammer have we done this? No, we haven't. Where where Ivan is saying um, he's building his stuff and not, and Hammer goes it's like so so where's the head go? Where's the head? Where's the head go? Oh yeah, that was the the drone scene. That was a- yeah. You see, uh, suit no good. Drone better. <laughs> so good. But yeah, so this is, is this a scene where he yeah, this is when uh, Hammer steals his bird mm-hmm. and takes his and takes his shoes. <laughs> takes his shoes. You do realize this guy was like sitting in a Russian cave somewhere watching his father die on a little CR 19 inch CRT tube TV. And you think taking his shoes is going to really rattle him <laughs> like, oh. You took my footwear. Oh no, my my toes are now nice in the in the open in the air. This is a problem. That's hammer though. It's again, it's hammer control. In control. I got your bird. I got your shoes, and that's all I got. That's the best I can do. But at least I got that bird. (laughs) That's not even really his. Not the real one. Oh, you do like the bird. They just like stripping Mickey Rourke in this movie. Like earlier, I didn't mention, but in the jail cell, he's sitting there like naked almost. I'm like, oh, yeah. you think somebody would have gave him a pair of pants or something. Sit sure. here, wear this, not just sitting here in your underwear. Like, it's OK. Like, it just. Yeah. If you want to just pause here real quick. Um, what do you guys think of Mickey Rourke in this? Really haven't talked about that. I don't have a lot of experience with him outside this movie, which I know is like a travesty because he's such a big name actor. But he does. He does fine in this. I remember him saying there's some article where he said that it was such a uh, like <laughs> whiplash between some indie movie he was doing at the time at the same time as this and they had like no budget for anything for the actors and then he was doing this MCU movie and he's just basically pampered the whole time it was kind of bizarre was he was he doing the wrestler at this time 
Wrestlers 2008. Okay. All right. So you might have been, you might have been talking about The Wrestler, which is phenomenal. The Wrestler is I, just top tier. I have no interest. In, I've never really seen any of his movies before, and I don't care for his movies. So I didn't. I, I mean, I, if I you haven't seen it, not to get off track, but if you haven't seen The Wrestler, I, 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 could, not, I could not recommend it. Actually, I, I need to rephrase that. I have never seen another movie he's played in besides this one. Okay. No, right, well, isn't he in he's in one of the expendables i think yes i've only seen the first one maybe two I don't oh remember. wait i did see that him in that movie okay i didn't oh, yeah yeah he's in the first movie one either okay yeah he's he's phenomenal the wrestler and if you want to just talk about people we like who do weird indie movies scarlett johansson does a lot of weird stuff mm-hmm. um she did a movie called under the skin and what year was that? I'm looking at it now. Um, 2014. It's a very polarizing movie. She says she ha- she stars in the movie. She plays. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but she plays as like a she's like an enchantress almost. But it's as she basically seduces men and then brings them into this weird black void where they drown. Oh, weird. And she says literally two lines of dialogue the entire movie, and she's a star. It's wonderful. It's very <laughs> creepy, very strange. So you have my interest. Under the Skin, yeah. highly recommend, and The Wrestler, I recommend even higher. It is uh, phenomenal. It might have been 13 with the other movie he was doing in 2010 also, so that might have been the same one that he's talking about. I don't know. Yeah, it looks very... Like, I definitely don't recognize the name of the director there, and I'm not even trying to pronounce it. And the, but, otherwise, yeah, it wasn't it seems very 2008. I kill shot. Oh, I don't know. Ah, who knows? Cool. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. I, I don't care for him as an actor. Like, I just... I, from the couple movies I've seen, the two movies I've seen, I, which both came out at this same in 2010, I didn't care for him. I think he's one ugly bastard for one thing. Oh, he is not pleasant to look <laughs> at, but he he's just and his movie. I, he's a couple of scenes where he's really subtle and really collected, um, which is very difficult to do when you're in kind of like this Marvel movie, um, especially that this scene here when he comes and takes his bird. And I forget the line that he says, but he says something very interesting. Um, and it's a good delivery because he's kind of laid back and he's he's kind of he is un he's not rattled rattled by anybody mm-hmm. he's just not rattled by well, completely who could be, unfazed yeah who could be rattled by hammer let's be honest right it's like being <laughs> it's like being rattled by a five-year-old with a with a toy gun like there's no there's no threat but um yeah i think he's i think he's great i think he's he does a lot with the little he's asked to do which is hard if you're the lead villain in a marvel movie which is the yeah. biggest problem yeah they they struggled with villains at least like so far the first three movies iron man villain garbage all the villain garbage this villain awful garbage like they, it took them a while to get villains right yeah no totally they they get in the next movie yes <laughs> <laughs> we'll get oh, there. Thor? i'm trying to remember who the villain is in thor uh, i mean loki loki yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Loki's great. we'll talk about thor later Soon, anyway next time. Next, time. <laughs> next time all right but God, where were we so after you have the drones you have i want to say this is the part where then he gets a phone call from yeah, vanko because Va- that, that scene is cool like when he, when vanko's on the phone and he's like you were right tony i i upped the voltage or whatever the hell he said and in the in the background you can see the oh. two men hanging you just see their feet of the two guards that really were good him. really and, good and i didn't notice my wife had caught this there's blood on mickey Rourke's mm-hmm. hand uh-huh. which is kind of fit that whole scene like yeah he just killed these fuckers is it the most gruesome scene in the mcu of the guards hanging there like you don't actually see their heads but it is quite unnerving you see their heads later i want to say i want to say when scrout johansson comes into the room way later when you see Hmm. them completely i must miss that i could be wrong no i I think you do i I think think you're right i think you are right i didn't write it down but yeah i don't i think you're right but I mean, then this, this is when the movie kind of you get into the, the final act of the movie where you have Hammer is at the 
you know, he doesn't realize I've, Avangel completely turned on him the way he did, and he's at the and he's doing the whole little dance scene, which I feel like was completely Sam Rockwell. I hope dancing so. out there, the music's playing. I don't remember the music, unfortunately, but it is a cool scene, and you have all it. And he's like, you know what, they, you know, we need something drones or something, or you know, the fight. And he's like, and we have the army, and then the music, the military music playing. The army comes up, the air force, the navy. They, the, those drones do look badass, like as they rise up. I love that each branch of the military has like different aesthetics that would help them in what they do that's so cool such a yeah, nice attention to detail it's a yes. really cool like it's a cool scene and then finally after all they come up and they and then roadie comes up in the iron man we or the war machine arm where you first see it all decked out it's in the proper colors now which i prefer because originally when it's all silver during that stupid mm-hmm. fight it irritated me because that is not war machine when they get him the proper colors they get him the weapon the the very important gatling cannon on the top shoulder and for those that don't know in the comics war machine was originally tony stark in a different armor so oh okay before Rhodes took over so there's your little comic fact for this episode that nobody asked for <laughs> no, no, I only know. isn't that what we do though <laughs> i only know because i actually have hunted down that book and it's not it is not cheap isn't so, that what we do no, isn't that just what we I do was wrong. With the show first is anybody really asking for this i'm sorry uh first appearance of james roadie is iron man number eight, 118 War Machine. It's not, Iron Man 170 is. Wait, what the hell? I don't even. Nah, you know what? I don't even know what the hell I'm reading. It doesn't seem to be accurate, and I don't want to look into it as much as I should. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm right, though. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Somebody out there knows. But more importantly, like that, that is cool. And he comes up and then, and then when Tony Stark comes up and he's like, oh, just wave, just wave. And they start waving. He's like, yeah, Bonko's alive. Hammer's lying. And I think I want to say right away, Vonko realizes that. Yeah. And oh, at the same time, this is happening when you have uh, Scarlett Johansson and Happy. Yeah, Happy to, are both yeah. in the car and driving to the place to uh, hammer. Well, they, no, not yet. Because no, yeah, the yeah, drones activate. Yeah. I skipped the scene. So the drones activate, then they start chasing after Tony Stark. And that's right. when you realize they don't have control of Rhodey. And they're all just flying around, causing havoc. And at the same time, they they try to arrest Hammer. And when Scrooge Johansson goes, another black, you know, tough secret agent. And like, you know, arm locks him, throws him on the table. And like, where is he? I like that scene. Mm-hmm. She's just so capable and so good <laughs> at what she does. Yeah, I mean, she really is. And her and her and Happy together is just is just almost comic relief. <laughs> like, he has no reason to be there at all. She's changing the backseat of the car, and he's like trying to look in the mirror. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Watch the road. Yeah, that and it's just funny when they do that scene too. <laughs> Very good. It, it cracks me up. Like it, it, it made me laugh. And and then. Yeah, everything with that. Like when they when she gets into her suit and they get to the place and he's like, I'll help you. And he runs and he's fighting the first guard. And during the time it takes him to beat that one guard, she takes out everybody <laughs> in the in the in the building. I get it's great. And they, and it's great. all it's so fast. Like the way they have her fight is just like they just have her just moving throughout the scene where she just you know, she's like grabbing rope, ropes one guy, he ties him up, you know, shoot turns these little things, electrocute people and just t- and and other and then besides that, just taking people out in general. Like it is it's amazing. It's a really fluid scene. Yep, best fight scene in the movie, I'd say. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah, by far. Yeah. I, just, I, like, I, I, I agree. You, you put it really well, Michael. It's a, uh, it's fluid. It has a fluidity to it. It's got, it's continuous. So there's a continuity to it. It's got ebbs and flows. And, um, and again, she's extremely athletic. So, um, I'm not sure if we've seen a lot in the MCU yet. This is early on, uh, 
really a female character doing having a fight scene. I don't remember the first. This is yeah, is this not the first? Well, you had Edward Norton. I mean, okay, so being whiny, but not female. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the first, that's, this is the first time you had a small female character doing yeah. a fight scene. So you it's had a very, small, wimpy character doing a fight scene. But it's very so she's very, of course, very athletic, and it's really interesting. I honestly think the female battles and or fights in Marvel movies are better mm-hmm. because there yeah. is that sense of fluidity. It's it's quicker. There's uh, athleticism involved. There's um, just flipping and flying and twisting and scissor scissoring and all that fun stuff. So it's really great. I think it's a phenomenal fight and it's easily the best one of the movie. That almost has a, like a Spider-Man aesthetic to it, the way it's yeah. just more agile than powerful. That's exactly what I was looking for. Agile. That's the word I was aiming for. I said so many words. <laughs> set it in one agile no it's exactly it. it's a great scene like i really i mean that's a part that really made me fall in love with black widow in this movie is when they have that as her just taking everybody out and that leads like the whole mcu like i always this is one this helped make me really feel for this character and really like her this is just so off and then at the same time it likes to cut back and forth you have a little bit of the scene like the whole happy fighting him is, is stupid like it takes him forever to take the guard out and he's like i did it and then yeah that it was it was comical like i i was okay with it and then that's when they get to the computer, find out Ivan has already ran. Except he was just there on camera when they enter the building. And he like just leaves right before they get there, which kind of irritated me. Like he should have left sooner, in my opinion. But again, I'm kind of nitpicking. But it, it, it was, I thought it was stupid. <laughs> it... it it's still good. Like and and during the part where Iron Man is being chased by the drones, you have the drones that will land in a couple parts and start trying to kill civilians. There is a scene where it lands and it's about to shoot this little kid wearing an Iron Man mask. That is mm-hmm. supposedly in quotation, supposedly <laughs> Peter Parker. Uh-huh. They added what? that way later and said yeah that's peter parker right there ah. yeah 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 so it was a long-running fan theory and then tom holland of all people got one of the the big marvel people to and to be like okay yeah that was peter parker why not what now come on i, <laughs> yep. I call it's him canon now that's peter parker in canon of oh, the MCU. I, I ignore it mm-hmm. I, I reject your canon it's stupid. <laughs> it doesn't need to be there. It doesn't it's serve any kid purpose. Kid in Iron Man mask. It's a kid in Iron Man mask. It's That's fine. They did it, just because they could. But it also, in the sense of it, it can lead to show, okay, this is why Peter Parker really looks up to Iron Man also. It's the whole idea of it, but it, it wasn't. I didn't agree with it. It's just kind of like my wife's like, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah, that's it's... what they say. Nope. <laughs> I, 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 ref- I refute you. Why? Because I want to. I mean, I... I'm okay with that scene when they're being chased around and he and he's taking all the drones and it isn't until they finally drive into the like big globe and they all go bounce, 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 bounce and blow up like it didn't. It, it It's a cool scene like the whole the whole being chased by the drones. I enjoy I enjoy that initial part until they finally both crash in the like dome or greenhouse. What word do I want to use? Yeah, it's the dome. Yeah. It's like the dome. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, and that's when Scott Johan- uh, Black Widow, Scott Johansson, finally shuts down a war machine, and then he reboots and get control of him. I mean, I, I liked it. I mean, I, yeah. I like the whole scene leading up to it comes right after this, too. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the drone battle, it's it's kind of like a dogfight, but it, it really is more just a chase sequence. So for me, it didn't. It, it, there were some neat parts of it, you know, blowing up all the cars underneath the bridge. And there's one very funny moment where Tony Stark swings by a, a bunch of cars and they start <laughs> a couple start going off with their alarms. And then the drones go by and they all start going off with their alarms. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that. I just wish there was more dog fighting. 
you know, like more kind of turns and twists and, you know, it, it just felt like a straight line chase, which is fine. Yeah. Again, we're just, it's just getting us to the final confrontation and it does that job. It's workmanlike. And a lot of these things in this movie are very workmanlike, just getting us from one place to another. So. And they do, they do a cool scene when you have all of them fighting all the drones and War Machine and Iron Man working together and all the drones just land. They're like, oh, shit. Like, that, that is a cool scene. Like, I liked it back when I saw it in theaters. I didn't like it as much this most recent watch, but I still think it's a it's a doable scene. Like, it, yeah. it's it's just cool, you know, comic book action. And did you guys like um, like uh, Mickey Rourke behind the, behind the scenes at the Hammer thing, uh, controlling the drones and, and all that? Um, did that yeah. kind of work for you? I mean, I guess that's why he stayed longer than he should have. But it, he, in my opinion, he stayed too long. And it bugged me. He was like almost rageously right when they get in the room, he's gone. I don't know. It was nitpicking, but <laughs> so now we're in the dome. Yeah, we're in the dome. You have the, when you fight the you have you know as I was saying when they fight all the drones in the dome, and then when they finally beat all the drones, they get to the boss fight. That's what it felt like to me <laughs> when the whiplash shows up oh, yeah. in in his giant suit. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. It's they take out all the kind of the chaff and showcase all the little neat stuff the suit does, yeah, as, as Iron Man movies do, especially the final circular oh, laser thing. The one-off, yeah. That was Good rad. Good stuff. Good stuff, yes. But again, but again we, we, we skipped over um, Hammer's wonderful little bullet that's going to take out the bunker on top of a bunker. That happens right now. <laughs> yeah, and he shoots it at the. Uh, was it? He shoot it at a. Uh, he yeah, shoots it at Whiplash. At Whiplash, and nothing yeah. happens. It just bounces nothing off him. <laughs> it lands in a puddle, makes like a little fart noise, and Tony says, "Hammer Tech." Yeah. <laughs> yeah very good. Very good. It, it had a good payoff for the joke. From the, you know, it, it was good. It made me laugh too. Oh yeah, very good. There was one part that bothered me so much about Whiplash, but I know it was just a movie thing. He keeps taking off his face mask. He keeps revealing his face because like, oh, we got to see Mickey Rourke. We paid him all this money. We got to see that ugly face of his. Like I'm like, <laughs> leave the damn mask on. Like just do what they do for Iron Man and and, and you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Don Cheadle, where they just show their they show their face with the little cybernetic things on the side, like they're inside the suit. Like you, it bothered me so much when he keeps opening his face up because. I mean, that's kind of his undoing in the end, too. Like when he has them both tied up with the ropes and they're losing and they're about to be done for and they, and they shoot their lasers together. His face is open and available to be murdered. And I'm like, he wouldn't have done that. He wasn't in a situation where his face needed to be shown. Like in the first Iron Man movie, with Obias, Odia, whatever the hell his name is, Ironmonger, they something happened to him where his he had to remove the helmet because his whole radar and everything was screwed up. He didn't have a choice. Right. Like this. There was no there was no one line or something like, oh, you bastard, destroy my radar or something. I have to sh- look at you now. No, like, no, we paid you. Get your face on the screen. Like, it was just <laughs> it bothered me a lot. That's fair. What did you think about that, Mike? Mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I really never paid it any mind, but that's definitely a good point. It's like it's clearly just because, hey, we we've got a big name actor. We need to put him out there on, on display. Well, like the reason they killed Ironmonger is because his face was exposed. He was able to be electrocuted by the arc reactor blowing up. So that's kind of what they were going for. I felt and I'm like, this is stupid. You're doing the same exact thing all over again. <laughs> they could have done something would have been stupid, but <laughs> they could have done something. At least that makes sense. So they uh, see uh, something along the lines of, you know, he says he'll say, I want you to see my face as I kill you, you know, or something yeah. like that. Right. Like I could have bought that. Like at least, hey, reason. That's a good point. I never, I didn't even think about it. Maybe I'm just like again. It, it was kind of nitpicky, but it, it it honestly irritated me from a 
just because it just felt very uncharacteristic of him because he's not he's not the brightest villain but he's not the dumbest either like mm -hmm. any villain but like i'm gonna keep my face hidden because you're gonna blow me up like it's not <laughs> It, it's stupid and it's really and then he self-destructs and he blows up all the drones like that i was okay with that and this also kind of follows what they like doing in these early movies where they like to kill off the villain at the end of the movie such as iron man one they did it in this movie again they got to make sure the villain can't come back again like in a normal comic book we got to blow him up and i it's okay. yeah no that's fair and again it's fine it, it's it's perfectly fine um just adds a little more tension to it but you know you know there's you know nothing bad is really going to happen, especially since this is an early Marvel movie. Yeah. It's fine though; I'm okay with it. Did did his did um the um uh, Mickey Rourke <laughs> did Mickey Rourke's suit do anything else other than just the standard uh, whips? Did it have anything else? Nope. It, it was bigger. No, it was bigger, right? Okay, <laughs> it was bulkier. I didn't think so. It was just a bigger, was... bulkier suit. Yeah, they couldn't like I think they tried shooting it. They couldn't really hurt it either. At first, the armor was more durable to handle their shots, maybe. But I can't remember. They even really shot it. They just got grabbed by the whips. And that was the end of that. Again, super yeah. quick. They a very quick fight that go that really didn't do much. They, you know, a couple of slashes with those crazy whips, which are fun. And then they kind of tie them up and do their uh, I don't know combine the streams explosion <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah i mean all i can think it was ghostbusters this whole time yeah basically so then we uh we get back to pepper oh and god Tony at the roof <laughs> oh no you have the scene where as he finds out they're self-destructing he blows out of the thing with iron with war machine yes. rushes to save pepper because of course she can't she just have to stay i mean if i see something beeping <laughs> i am not Spinner gonna stick around yes. i have watched enough movies played enough video games something starts beeping i am moving that's it. Yeah, if something's if something's beeping, that should be code. Move. I Don't mean, stick around. I, even if like, even like in a normal situation, let's say here, hypothetically speaking, if I if I was a driver for FedEx and someone was to hold a box and the box is vibrating, I would put it down and question what's in that box really <laughs> fast. So I assume a CEO of a company, if they were to see something beeping red, they might go, hmm, I better start moving, not stand there and wait for the hero to save them. Well, she's only been a CEO for a week. So give her give her she's barely gotten out of the uh, HR training. She 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 doesn't have all her credentials yet for all her programs. It's just it's fine. She, it, again, it, it, it had to happen to lead to the scene on the roof, which is OK, where you finally see uh, Pepper Potts and Iron Man kiss and kind of get together. And you have, them, you know, like, you know, when they finally show they really care for each other, which I'm I'm OK with all that. Like none of that bothered me. Yeah, fine. It's fine. I, I do like the fact that War Machine is just kind of sitting there like a creeper. <laughs> like hey, he's been there the whole time. He's been sitting there the whole time. He's kind of just. It's and weird. that's for that line that Mike had earlier, where you look like two gold or two seals fighting over a great. Okay, it, it's it's a dumb line, but <laughs> I don't. It's extraordinarily dumb, but it's the kind of thing Hammer would say. Yeah. It's not something Rhodey would say. Rhodey yells it, and screams and, and gets all stern and berates berates Tony. <laughs> That's anyway, it, 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 fine. It's fine. I think we've said it's fine a lot this this show. Yeah, I think yeah. we, we, it's, just, it's that, very that, that is the that is the theme of this movie. I think it's fine. It's okay. It's bad. Yeah, I mean, bad it's, it's just it's what this movie is. I mean, it's a it's a it's a good movie for connecting the dots and really leading into what becomes later. Yes. And how this was such a big setup movie for Avengers down the road. Like I that's why I like it more than I remembered and realize that my memory had played tricks on me after watching this movie this last time. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into our summations probably at the end, but that's exactly what I have here. It's, it's, it's a bridge movie. 
It's a bridge. And it's then I, the, I want to say it's almost done. And this is where you have him meeting with with uh, Nick Fury, Fury. Yeah. where they kind of talk about how, you know, he, he's holding the envelope that says Avengers thing. And he's like, hey, you're not supposed to look at that. And of course he does. And one thing I didn't realize while I was looking up Googling things while we've been talking is there's a map in the background and it has a couple things notated in little circles new mexico which is thor california iron man one near one greenland which is, which is cap yep you just you took it from me um, sorry <laughs> you're good it, uh the, the show africa which is and it says wakanda on it which is a reference so way way, really? way, way. wow i didn't notice it that either wakanda a couple times in the yeah, mcu I say age Voltron. yes they go to wakanda and age Ultron, or they don't go to it but they he got the material from oh wakanda. yeah the the vibranium and one of the other things that has never been referenced yet is there's also one location in the Atlantic, which was possibly, they say, a Namor reference, which has never happened yet. Could be the Tesseract, I guess. Oh, OK. That makes more sense. The Tesseract was in the well. No, he crashed in the in the Antarctic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The... So they're thinking Namor. Cause I want to say Namor wasn't is not owned by them at this time. They don't own Namor. They had sold Namor to somebody back before all this because they sold everything. <laughs> and yeah. it never gotten I don't know if they own Namor still. I think Namor is one of those characters that they still don't own. Like they don't completely own Hulk. They don't own distribution rights to Hulk. That's why we never will get a Hulk movie. A right. Hulk movie. But I, I can't remember No, Namor is fully owned by Marvel now. But for a while he wasn't owned. For those that don't know, Namor is a, a naked guy in green trunks. <laughs> the, the Submariner. Yeah. He's mostly associated with the Fantastic Four. So maybe we'll see that then. I highly doubt it. But it, I'd be okay with it. I mean, they're gonna have to go somewhere because they're gonna they're running out of they're running out of things to do. So we'll see. He's an interesting character. But I thought that was I didn't catch all that until that's I was cool. reading things. But I mean it, that scene is cool. Like I mean, seeing any more Samuel Jackson McFury is always cool because he's just always did it. Yep. Good with that. And I, I like the scene where they're like, Yeah, we don't want you uh, like you know, Iron Man, yes. Tony Stark? No. He's like, I am Iron Man. They're like, mm, we don't want you. <laughs> Which I think is a really good turn because, of course, at the end of a Marvel movie, you expect welcomed into the collective and they say, no, nope, don't really want you. We want you as a consultant. And then, of course, that leads into that consultant thing I watched, you know, two hours ago, right before the show. <laughs> which is great. Existed. I know I did existed until Me 10 either. minutes before we recorded. So we should, we should reference that really quick. What what the consultant is, it's a little short film because during this time, on, I want to say on the Blu-ray releases, they would release little short films to go along with the Blu-ray when they used to have added features on a Blu-ray. And it's a little it's a little thing called the consultant has as Phil Colson or yeah, Coulson, yeah, Agent Coulson, well. and uh, Sitwell, who, spoiler alert, is Hydra. You find they do that way in the Winter Soldier, but he's off and on in these different things. He's in Avengers. He's in the first episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. He kind of bounces around a little bit. And this is when they first reference that. They reference him. I wanted, it might have been his first appearance. And he's talking with, they're like, we don't really want uh, Emil Blonsky, the abomination, to be on the team. But yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. The, wants. The big name, the council behind S.H.I.E.L.D. says they want Blonsky for the Avengers. And they said that they're going to. Sewell's like, well, what about Harlem? Coulson says, well, they're going to blame that on Banner. So yeah, they, they want Blonty because he's a he's a war hero. Yeah, Makes sense. I could I could kind of see that. I guess if they're going to sell a monster, I guess yeah. the war yeah. hero monster, even though they destroyed half of Harlem. I don't know. Yeah, but I, if you're if you're a war hero, if you're in the military, you're going to attract people in that 
in top of the military can be attracted to the military person versus the scientist. Yeah, makes sense. Because he mm-hmm. can follow orders, even though he didn't follow orders. Yeah. That's idea. No, <laughs> that was like no. his main character flaw. <laughs> but then they decide that uh, they don't want Blonsky. He's a freaking criminal. He's a psycho. So they send in a patsy to sabotage the, the meet and greet with General Ross. And that happens to be the consultant, Tony Stark. And that ties back then it, with the, the stinger from Hulk that in the last episode, we were kind of confused. Like, well, who is Tony trying to recruit for the Avengers? It wasn't yeah, doesn't explain it. Yeah, it definitely feels out of place. And now we know why. This this helped. This helped appre- mm-hmm. make my appreciation more for Hulk. And, and this also takes place after Iron Man 2 has already happened. Right. 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 It's so weird. And I do like the part. They're like, yeah, he went like, how'd it go? It didn't go well. But he, he bought the bar. <laughs> it's being demolished. We're good. Yeah, it's being demolished. That's funny. Uh, it's Tony that being Tony. Funny. Yeah. Tony being Tony. Flashing that cash. I think that, that about there's only and then we do have as what becomes known for every Marvel movie from here on. They do a sting, uh, another stinger at the very end of this movie where I remember when I saw it in theaters, I got so excited because it doesn't really say it shows Colson has finally arrived in New Mexico within hinting at throughout the movie and says Land of Enchantment, which I didn't know that actually was New Mexico was called Land of Enchantment. Apparently it's on the license plate. Yeah. <laughs> and it shows a big crater. And then it shows a bunch of people parked out. And I mean, I know what that means now, but back then I'm like, okay. And then it shows the hammer. I remember when I was in the theater, I just had the biggest smile on my face when I saw that hammer. And I remember people being like, what's that? Because people didn't really know who Thor was. You know, the the average person wouldn't know who Thor was. Mm -hmm. I had no idea who it was. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. It's fine. I could be the average person. The weird thing with me in those Marvel end scenes is that I don't know anything about the, the franchise. So I'd always have to like, okay, there's a hammer and they go online and look up on to Google. <laughs> what's the hammer or what's with that scene? And they're like, Oh, it's Thor. Or like when, uh, when they first revealed the, uh, the gauntlet for the infinity stones and, and they first relieved, um, first, re- you know, first revealed all that kind of thing. I was like, what's with the glove? <laughs> so go online. The purple guy. It was this purple dude with the weird ball section. Okay, perfect. There we go. I, I never know. So never. I always stick around for them, but I, then I have to research at the very, very end. I, I have a couple times, too. There's been a couple that have thrown me. I'm like, what the hell? But I, I like it how in most of these are actually like to lead to more into the story. Overall. Yeah. And it's fun for after the fact right now. You know, now it's like, oh, OK, that's Thor. So he says, OK, now we're going to lead into the Thor movie. Cool. So yeah, no, it's fine. But I, I just I'm I'm I am that person who never knew. <laughs> it's all right. Thor yeah. wasn't a big character either. Yeah. Like he was re- probably I mean even though he's one he's been an Avenger forever he's been around in the '60s or even earlier I think the '60s. Um, he's always been a C list B list character. He was never big. I feel like until after his movie and everything. Right. Same with Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, like we were talking about two 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 episodes ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, 1962 when he was mm-hmm. created. So, yeah, so it's been a long time. There was one more scene that we kind of skipped over. Is after at the end of Tony talking to Fury, he says, uh, "I need a favor. We're being Brody and I are being presented with awards, and we need a presenter." Oh, yeah. And then it cuts to a press conference of Stern, Senator oh, Stern. <laughs> this is good. Putting the medals on on. Rody, and then he goes to put it on Tony and stabs him with it. 
<laughs> oh, so sorry. It's funny how annoying a little prick can be. <laughs> I, I Such a good line. Scene. Very good. Yeah. It fit the character. It fit everything with the movie. I, and we also like when you give him Don Cheeto, he's like, you deserve this. And he does it all normal. And he pricks Tony because he doesn't think he deserves you deserve it. this. No, he deserved the stabbing. <laughs> it was great. I think. I think that about wraps up everything we want to say for this movie. Any last thing before we go to Shelfer Box? I think that's it. No, Shelfer Box, let's do it. Okay. Bill, why don't you go first? Um, so for me, I'm boxing it. Um, I, like I said to my wife yesterday or last night when we finished, and actually this morning too, I was talking to her about it. I don't need to see this again. I don't. I, I saw it. I've seen, I've seen it maybe four times. This is probably my fourth time. Fifth. It's a very slight movie. Like I said at the open, it's a bridge movie. And its biggest problem is the fact that there's no good villains. So there's no good friction. And uh, you can as much as much as I love Sam Rockwell, I think he's wonderful in this. If you're going to have a bumbling idiot as a as a villain, you need someone extremely capable to balance out. And both of these people are just not very good at what they do. And there's not. And that just provides no friction. And if the friction of the movie is is uh, Tony Stark's um, emotional journey to feel healing his heart and also fixing healing his relationship with his dad, even though they've passed, kind of settling all those um, kind of settling those daddy issues and all that. I, I, you still never see it. It's all kind of implied and you never see it. So for me, it was a big, flat movie with some good moments and some fun moments and some really good performances. But in the end, it's not something I need to see again. So it goes in the box. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Mike, how about you? Uh, I feel like I'm going to still sing your thunder here because you were saying this earlier. But uh, damn it, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, let me backpedal here. So I kind of wish we had a third option here, like in between shelf and the boxes. I feel like it would probably go in there because I really want to like this movie. And that's what it was. You had said before that you remembered liking it more than than you did this viewing. I kind of fell in the same boat. And I wonder if it's like the lack of action that the people kind of poo-poo on it a little bit, because even when there is action, it's super quick and just over with. But it's uh, so I, I want to like it, but I think it's going to have to go in the box, too. So I wish we had a third category in the middle, some kind of gray area, but it's not how we do here. No, I when I first when we first came up with this, like I, I remember it was really like last minute in the first episode. I was like, oh, yeah, we talked about that. And then it just kind of happened. <laughs> so <laughs> like many things on this show, they weren't it just kind of happened. And now we've been doing it for this many episodes. <laughs> so uh, I'll go. I'll go last. Um, I, as I said before, I really remember liking this movie. And, and I even watched it two years ago. And I think I really liked it and thought it was a great movie. And, and this time it didn't. I found myself kind of bored and not. I mean, I, I like the fact that it connects the universe. It's not a bad movie by any means. It's there are a couple of MC movies I hate. And this is not one of them. Like, I still can watch this movie and I still enjoyed it. But it, it's going in the box. It just I don't. I will watch it again someday easily. Like if, if, if Disney plus when I cancel Disney plus and I'm in the mood for an MCU movie, and it's the only one there. I'll gladly <laughs> watch it. If it's one of the few, I'll pick this over guardians of the galaxy too. No problem at all. But yeah, that's me a fun one, but uh. it's not, it's not as good as I remember. And it's, it's not, it's better than Iron Man three. That's for sure. I could definitely watch this again. And, but I, I don't want to, and I'm, I'm glad I rewatched it. And I'm, I'm good in the box and well, box lightly in the box on the top. <laughs> that's all i got yeah Fair i think enough. i'm gonna try and be more more critical like only the top tier 
top tier movies are going to go on the shelf and everything else is just going to go in the box. And that's how I'm going to rationalize this for myself. That works. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard because right. most of these are all great movies. Mm-hmm. So See, it depends. I'm oh, sorry. I I would say it depends on where you put the box. Like if it's in like a garage underneath all your Christmas stuff and you got like really work to get it out. Yeah, that's 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 the box. But if it's like a box in a closet, that's easily accessible. Maybe that's the maybe that's the gray area. I'm not going to put it in the box in the garage that's covered by all the Christmas stuff. I'll put it in the box in the closet, you know, with the with the shirts that don't fit anymore. You know, and that's (laughs) pull it out. It's there. Like, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind rooting through a box full of unorganized DVDs <laughs> just to find it. Like, all right, so yeah. I don't like doing that. What, <laughs> if it involves fair, a ladder. Watch. I'm not. Go, not if it involves a ladder. Forget it. Forget it. We watch, no heavy lifting. <laughs> we watched Street Fighter. One of the guys oh, said he put it in a box and then burned the box. Nice. He hated him. That's good. That's, that, that's understandable. Oh, and I also want to say our next movie, obviously, will be the first Thor that we'll be covering. So you can look forward to that because we're going to keep doing this in order. I'm I'm excited to to watch Thor. I haven't yeah, seen Thor in a yeah. long since Age of Ultron came out, so I'm very excited to see Thor again. It's definitely been a while. It's been have like seen, a movie too, so. Have you seen it before, Bill? Oh yeah. I again it's in my in my case of DVDs that are sitting by the TV. <laughs> or Blu rays rather. Dark World more recently than I've seen the original Thor. That's mm-hmm. sad. That is actually pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie too, but it's yeah, it's been a while, so we'll see how my opinion has changed. So, right. so that's something you guys got to look forward to. As also, we have tons of comic episodes for you to listen to. There are tons of there are tons of episodes in general for you to listen to that we've been doing on Games My Mom Found. We have our video games, we have our movies, we have our comics, we have this continuing cycle MCU. So if this is your first MCU movie. Please feel free to listen to Iron Man and Hulk that are currently published as of this at the time you're hearing this. So <laughs> and we'll continue doing this. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you too for joining me again for another of my crazy project to do all the MCU movies. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for having three me. Three down. Only 20-some more to go? That's fine. My goal right years. now is just to get the homecoming. Once you get the homecoming, um, that's right now the only goal, because who knows what's happening after that as of right now. Because so, as of this recording, they pu- they currently push back Black Widow to November of 2020. Oh, far from home, you mean. Uh, so, yeah, far from home. Yeah, yeah far right? from home. What did I say? Homecoming. Say homecoming? Oh, oops. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's our that's my goal. We we can cover all those. I will be happy and we'll see what happens after that. But that that is my goal right now. I just want to cover all those. Awesome. That's a lot, that's a lot of movies, though. Yeah, what else we got to do? 23 films. That's, oh, that's 20 more. Plus whatever side ventures we take. Yeah, right, exactly. That's just probably going to happen. We're taking advantage of the pandemic and recording more right now because I have yeah. time. <laughs> I can't. Do, I, there's no going out to eat with my wife. There's no going to the mall and wandering around Mall America. None of that's happening. It's just oh, I'll just go record. <laughs> so, yeah, it's great. All right, and I also want to give an awesome shout out to our awesome intro, courtesy of Paulby, aka Mike Stoney from his EP "Bite the Bullet." Song the Cool Kid Squad. You will see a link in his show notes. So definitely check him out on his YouTube channel. All right, and if you do have Disney Plus, you can watch Iron Man two after you listen to us pitch about it. If you want, sure. it's I don't know what you'd want to after we we kind of put on it. Yeah, really, we didn't we didn't do it any favors, I don't think. So, but hey, we were, listen, we were nicer to it than we were the Hulk last month. So, yes, I, I I'm a firm <laughs> believer in form your own opinions and then argue with us in the car as you're driving to your place of employment when we're allowed to actually leave our homes. So, God, I, isn't I, that what the internet's all about? Yes. I can't wait. 
Like I, I was watching a Garth Brooks live concert uh, recently. <laughs> you can tell this is I'm dating myself right now for those that follow Garth Brooks. And he was like, yeah, we got to get back to a life that we were bitching about before this. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, you're right, but I'm ready. I am so ready to get back to life. Oh, yeah. It is it is killing me right now. <laughs> and the irony of things that I'm willing to, well, I'm, I'm not sure I'm willing to put this on the recording or not. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what I think about what I'm editing. But the irony of things, I finally got promoted to my own store. But due to things happening, my current store is closed at the moment because like many stores are. <laughs> and I'm just like one week after I finished working in two stores, I finally get the, I'm finally in my store. I'm done helping out. They shut the doors that Friday that same week. And I'm like, hmm, Ugh, irony. I mean, we're, both, we're opening back up. And then once things are better, we're opening back up. But All right. well, like, hey, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, man. But um, hey, lots of time for podcasting now. Oh, uh, I'm still working. <laughs> I'm just I'm a floater right now. I drive from city to city within the Twin Cities working. Oh, wow. OK, so I'm, right. I'm still working. They're still letting me well, work. Good, it's just, good. I'm just the guy like I just each week is like, hey, where am I going this week? Oh, they need help here, 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 here. OK, I'll, I'll head there. I guess. So sounds prime, good. Prime podcasting hours. Indeed. Yeah. At least listening to it, not so much recording. Exactly. I, 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 I am. My drive's been longer. Like my normal drive's about twenty minutes. My current drive to one of the stores I'm going to. Thank God, there's no traffic. It's a thirty-minute drive with traffic. It'd probably be an hour. And I'm like, Ooh. you know, I'm, I'm okay driving here as long as why the world's shut down. Mm-hmm. After the world opens back up, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, that's our. I, I like do. I like doing at the end of an episode a random bullshit thing that had nothing to do with whatever the topic was. Yeah, well, just to put it. Awesome. The, the people want to know about us. The, the yes, yes, our personalities. <laughs> all right. We will see you guys. We will see you. I will see you next week, but we will all see you again next month with Thor. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.